Say Bible Podcast, the podcast for the Golden Bachelor. I'm Natalie. <laughs> Pivoting. <laughs> yeah. Natalie and I were talking before this, and I was laughing. Um, our favorite impersonator, Benny Drama, posted mm-hmm. a Kardashian video today that was really funny where Chris is going to Satan to ask for some PR for the family. And he's talking about all the stuff that he he's done for her and he's like in the show and she's like what show he's like the hulu show and she's like oh that's still going that's how that's how we feel (laughs) i love how he's like nobody or she he had the chris character say nobody cares about my girls right now (laughs) like kim's on american horror stories who gives a shit she came promoted (laughs) yeah (laughs) she finally gets on a semi-legitimate like show and Vince a scab like god you know she's like this was supposed to be my year because <laughs> even like she was her, her and north and saint were in paw patrol and they couldn't say shit about it that's also fucking up my money because i was in talks with like someone to advertise for it so anyway though i stand with the the strike <laughs> so yeah. i don't want- <laughs> and unless we forget i know there was multitude of things to keep our focuses on right now but oh, yeah sorry sag is still on strike so still on strike it's like day 101 really or something <laughs> day 101 i was working on a tv show before the uh strike happened it's so funny it's only been not only but it's been 100 days i'm so out of out of love with the show concept i've been working on that now i'm just like just forget it <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out. And also after this whole, uh, I'll just say world events, who knows if anyone wants to even still work with me because you know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. At least we're getting fired. Black you want off. equality? Oh no, we are not I working with Natalie you. Natalie and I don't have real jobs. Thank God, right? Thank you, Jesus. I'm free. What is What does Kanye always say? Like, no one controls me. I haven't killed anyone. Unmanageable. <laughs> I'm unmanageable. It's like this meme of like a dog, like walking its own leash and it's like become ungovernable. That's us. We're ungovernable and unemployable. Um, (laughs) uh, Kim had a birthday. I think she turned 43 and she had a birthday party. I'm sorry. It was very D-list. Ivanka Trump was invited for some reason like read the room kimberly like <laughs> ah, maybe allison anyone, invited anyone her with that name should not be in your peripheral right now like well i'm like are we dad that? is getting a new charge like every third day like and then i saw too someone called it out she posted on on the carousel on Instagram she included the picture with Ivanka but did it on Twitter and Twitter is a lot more like political (laughs) Twitter's more vocal and I think with and obviously Instagram story she can only see the comments right on Twitter you can like retweet that and you know Kim probably searches her name so they're probably like what the (laughs) hell it's just we've just come we've fallen so far like there were no real celebrities. Sophia Vergara was there, which was the most random <laughs> fucking invite with her Jeff new Bezos wife again. Jeff Bezos' wife, which they're only friends with because she's getting married to Jeff Bezos. Let's just yeah. be fucking honest with that. Uh, yeah, there was no like celebrities there. There was no like, ooh, they showed up. Um, yeah, it was quite sad, rather 
Courtney's on bed rest, apparently. So, of course, she wasn't there. Um, <laughs> I yeah, would use that excuse for sure if I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> she probably is on bed rest. But even if she isn't and she used that as an excuse, I applaud her. It's interesting to me that Kim does mingle with celebrities and, and like, A-list celebrities and da-da-da-da. Yet, none of them come to her shit. Like, there's always just, no, like, it's no be, sh- like, blasted all over the place. Like, no shade. It's always just, like, Adrian Bailon showing up or something like that. Like, the it's, Malikas. like, the Malikas. Like, I know she's friendly with Serena Williams. You went to her wedding. How come Serena never just, like, comes through and say hey or something like that? I just don't understand this. Now, granted, obviously, Kanye brought a lot of the star power. I'm not going to front like it was all Kim anyway. But I just feel like since their divorce, we can't get like an A-list situation anymore. Well, I'm like, you know, we always we always caveat that we we're kind of haters of Taylor Swift. But the woman knows how to make something interesting, like going Mm -hmm. to dinner with like a oh, she plays the game yeah like to the point that i find it insincere which is part of why i don't like her but it's entertaining yeah like she knows how to put on a show for sure sophia or sophie or whatever her name is gets dumped by joe jonas bam let's go out to dinner with a bunch of other collection of celebrities that i'm collecting like infinity stones like she makes <laughs> it interesting mm-hmm like Amber Rose should have been at this party or something. Speaking of making it interesting, right? Or yeah. Julia Fox. Invite Julia Fox. And we'll be like, oh, that was yeah, that get was some interesting. Mess like I remember speaking of when they were Amber Rose had like made comments or something, and they were Kanye was like going off on Wiz Khalifa, like on Twitter, like something like of that nature. And then Amber and Kim did like a selfie together. Yeah. That got the people talking. Yeah. We need to get the people talking, Kim. In a good way, not a why is Ivanka Trump at your party? Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm just like, man, we used to have some like good, good celebrity sightings at her events. Somebody said, and I totally agree, like, just go back to Vegas. I'm like, yeah, let's not even do go this. To just, Tau. just go Bring to Tao. Just go to Tao. Tristan. Go to Tao. Hang up the towel. Hang up the towel. Go back to your old ways. When I met Kim, when I met Kim and Chloe, I, I told Kim to go back to Tao. Like, I was like, can you just have a birthday party at Tao? <laughs> Maybe one day. No, I'm telling you, you need to you need to go to Tao. Like, what is, I'm trying to give you some advice as a viewer of the show. here, okay? <laughs> she said that maybe when, like, North, they were talking about, we were talking about maybe when North turns 21, she can go to Tao. And I, I shamelessly begged to go, can I come? Can I don't I think they heard me. <laughs> Uh, can I come? Let's just pretend that she didn't say that. I'll be a good like forty-eight, but <laughs> hey, in the club, it's at any age. Cause she's ten now. That's in like my math. Was it tw- eleven years? Seven. Yeah, I'll be like forty-eight. Dang. Let's do it. <laughs> Hopefully, I can stay up. Um, <laughs> okay, Bachelor. No, that's not what's called Golden Bachelor was good this week. Uh the antagonist went home, which was shocking to me. I know they they they're not quite doing their formula because I think right. These people ha- have developed fully developed brains 
uh, and life experiences. So <laughs> yeah, they're not going to play the game. And probably Gary was like, "No, nah, get that bitch out of here! <laughs> I'm not yeah, doing it." This was it was pretty early for a villain exit. So Teresa, which is the the front runner right now. She's 70 and she's still in it. She is still in it. She didn't get like a date or anything like that. They played pickleball. Of course, this this episode had a tournament. One of the ladies fell. Now, when any woman over the age of 60 falls, it's a big deal. Like it was like. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) And then she tried to pretend like she actually wasn't hurt because Gary was like hugging her and stuff. But she was. We later saw her with a boot on her foot. (laughs) She actually was hurt. And I think she went home. Right. Isn't she the one that like self-eliminated herself? Is she the yogi lady? Um, I can't remember if did yoga, but it was crazy because like it was a very like, casual self elimination. Like she kind of yeah. was just like, "Oh, I can tell you've made stronger connections, so I'm gonna go." Yeah, I think it's Nancy. <laughs> go. I was like, okay. "Wait, what is happening right now?" And she just left with her boot and everything, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> this is strange." Uh, <laughs> Kathy and uh, Kathy. And Teresa had some more friction. And Teresa basically told Gary about Kathy's behavior. Kathy's then Gary, the one that looks like Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, she does. Then, and she's 70. Kathy then, uh, Gary then uh, confronted Kathy about it. And Kathy like knew she was going home. She was like, well, I'm going home. Because Gary like wasn't buying her I was like, I get it, Gary. But this is part of the format. We need someone <laughs> over here. Giving commentary and singers and stirring the class. Yeah, we need Kathy at least three more episodes because yeah. I don't know who else. They're all because again, this is like a sorority. They're all just super nice to each other, and like Kathy was the only one that was like, "Zip it! You need to zip it!" <laughs> and so Teresa got rid of her. Another interesting happened. Sandra, who I thought got eliminated last week, Sandra's the the last black woman on the show. She's seventy five. She revealed that she missed her daughter's wedding to be on the show. Now, for me, red flag. Yeah. (laughs) Total red flag. Not Gary. Gary gave her a rose after they won. She won pickleball. And so she was guaranteed to stay another week. I don't think she's going to go that far personally. I think Gary's just a nice guy and heard her story and was like, all right, here, here one more week for you. Here's the rest. I think missed that important life event for nothing. Yeah, because they haven't had a one-on-one date. I don't think they've spent that much time with each other. That's why I, I just assumed she got eliminated last week. Yeah. But he then, like, let her FaceTime her daughter, and she just thought that was so sweet of him. And I'm like, well, it's the producer, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get your phone out the locker for one minute. <laughs> We'll unlock the phone. Fine. Just so you can say <laughs> hey to your daughter. Ten Don't minutes. Anything. <laughs> Ten minutes. That's it. Um, so she's still there. The Susan is a wild card. Susan's someone I also don't th- doesn't think I don't think is going far. She's 66, but she's got like a real fiery personality. Yeah. And she's um, the one who looks like Chris Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> if Chris didn't have any work done, this is exactly yeah. what she looked like and Susan looks good that's not a dig but I'm saying Susan has let herself age gracefully whereas yeah. Chris has been pulling that face and like tucking things and having surgery on her earlobes uh to make herself look younger but she's a really fiery like person oh you know what fun fact Susan dreams of having lunch with Chris Jenner 
Very appropriate. She gets it. She's probably been told for years now how much she looks like Chris Jenner. Why is that haircut like like, like brings in Chris Jenner's memoir? Like make yeah. me look like this. Just like this. <laughs> Just like this. Um God, she should have lunch. See, this is what I would do if I were the producer, especially ABC, Hulu. Next season, Susan should have lunch with Kris Jenner. And then Kris Jenner can set Susan up with somebody. Well, and Kris Chris will do that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. the girls cannot, like, pull that kind of stuff off. Like, I feel like Kris could just do that, and it would be funny. Yeah. And, like, give her a makeover, go shopping. She's like, oh, doll, I love your hair. Give yeah. her a pantsuit <laughs> to wear. That, that would be a really funny episode. Um, so Kathy went home. Of course, my computer's freezing. The other girl self-eliminated. But uh, the main one, Teresa, is in the running. That's who I think is going to win, personally. Or Leslie, I feel like she's a good one. She's 64. She's from Minneapolis. She's the one that used to, she's a dancer and she used to date Prince. Yeah. Well, I can't put my finger on her because, like I said, they kind of showed her getting, like, jealous. And sometimes they do that to show someone's, like, losing it. And then other mm-hmm. times they'll do that to, like, build up who's going to be, like, a top contender. Yeah. Um, and then what's the other lady? That I, I really need to learn their names. The lady that plays the guitar. The radio personality. Faith. Yeah. Faith, I think, is also, I put her in the top three. Oh, well. me too. Faith got the first impression, Rose. She's 60. Oh, she's a high school teacher. Somebody thought, I thought somebody was a radio personality. I swore they put that under her name. So maybe this was written differently. But she's really cute. She's the one also they've been showing that's like, oh, I don't know. I got the first impression, yeah. Rose, but I haven't had any time with Gary. I also, definitely put her, put her up there. Also, Gary is out here kissing all these women. Like, yeah. he's a sweet old dude, but he is out well, here tonguing these girls Ellen, Ellen said she loved him. <laughs> Ellen, who is 71, retired teacher, said she loved Gary and she needed to let him know. That's early. But it's like I early. said, these, these people are on a different path than the normal young people format. Yeah. Because yeah. they... You know, I don't have like, time for this. <laughs> they they can make these decisions faster because they've lived long enough to know, like, they've been in love before, all those things. But, yeah. yeah, so Ellen, I could see Ellen, though, more likely being the one who he doesn't pick who gets heartbroken. So mm-hmm. they make her the bachelor, golden bachelorette. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And, oh, this is a good article because we're still, we're in the top six. Which this season's going by really fast. And note to, and I get it, Bachelor Nation, they're so used to the two-hour format. I'm sorry. This hour format is just doing it for me. Yeah, it's, it's like better. such a great pace. Like, the two hours, I can't do two hours. And even without the commercials, if you DVR, it's still like an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. This is a cool 60 minutes with commercial. Gary goes on a date. We are, we're eliminating. Like, no yeah. bullshit. It's, it's a very interesting thing to ponder the dynamics because, like, in Bachelorette history, the person who gets the first impression rose, like, almost always ends up the final one. Yes. In yep. Bachelor history, it's all over the place because uh, I think guys. Because men. Yep. <laughs> men get overwhelmed by too many choices. Uh, whereas, like, a girl will, like, 
fall for someone and then hard to have eyes for someone else, you know? So I wonder where Gary will fall in this because like I said, they're, they're more determined. They're, you know, they already know what love is, all those things. I wonder if the first impression rose may be like more like it is with the bachelorette with him because he's like, he's just ready. But he also, I also, I said this last week, I'm like kind of worried how much dating experience he got to have after his wife passed because yeah. he only dated her ever in his life. So yeah. and there's a lot of women overwhelmed like that with how many people he likes right now. And there's a lot of women like that too. A lot of you hear them talking about their husbands and we've been together like since like Ellen, I think her, her and her husband were together like since like they met like in elementary school or something crazy yeah. like that. Um, when you're talking about first impressions, when Aaron Rodgers' brother was on The Bachelorette, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, I knew him. When he got out the limo and she looked at him, I immediately, I even like, tweeted, I said, I was like, he's going to win. Like, I, I just, the way she looked at him, I was like, well, there's our winner. Like, when and you know, them of like having met before or something, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I think they just liked each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think there's just a, an instant physical attraction and then they met the personality fit. Like. Yeah, but um, again, I do watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette sometimes, but I just fall off because, again, the two-hour yeah. shit kills me. I was surprised, and we can wrap it up. I was surprised April got voted off because she's like a – she's 65, but she's like a really attractive, I thought, lady, and I'm surprised that he did not give her a rose. She seemed a little – she seemed Too like thirsty. a spooky casting. Like, they always cast <laughs> someone that's a little like, like – yeah. I've had sex in a car. Just to kind of like keep it interesting, but like they're not really like making that connection. (laughs) Like I feel like I feel like Sandra got the rose that probably would have been for her, but then she probably would have got eliminated the next week. Um, Sandra's fun fact is just is she's very proud of her high credit score. Like Sandra's not bless her heart, but she's kind of (laughs) boring. Like at one point, did you see she was like she was like sick in the bed, and Gary's like, "I hear you're sick." Yeah, she, like, <laughs> she ate that ice cream. Well, her, she yeah. ate that ice cream. She's like, "I'm lactose intolerant. I should have ate this ice cream." You're like, uh, <laughs> yes, Sandra. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. So, but yeah, Gary's kissed everybody. I don't think he's kissed Sandra. Maybe like on the cheek or something. Yeah. But you know what? Like I said, if he only did his wife. His entire life, he's got a lot of catching up to do for some people that are out there man whoring through their 20s. You know, live it up, was Gary. It, was it Gary and Leslie that went on the ATV ride? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But you know, those like four wheel thingies. Yeah. And then they ended up in like some big outdoor bathtub together. Oh, God. <laughs> in a bathing suit. They're like making out. Is that Ellen? Or, I no, think it was Leslie. Right. I think it was Leslie, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Leslie because she didn't go on the group date. She didn't have to play pickleball. Yeah. That's why I think like Leslie feels more like a physical like attraction. Oh yeah. Whereas um the first Kathy, lady, I mean excuse I me, Teresa. Or Faith, Faith. Faith feels more like they have an emotional connection. Yeah. Faith is like a really sweet lady. I liked how she comforted Teresa when she was crying about how Kathy said she was being too braggadocious. And she's like, you yeah. haven't. And like, she probably is thinking, well, you probably have, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You're just in love and you're excited. And Teresa's definitely up there, but I do think she's, she could be in the same boat as Ellen where like, she ends up being like falling harder for him 
Then yeah. he knows her, and when she gets cut, it's really sad. Q rolling her out as the golden bachelorette. Yeah, it will be shocking and devastating. And like, because like next week, you guys, the previews, I shouldn't have laughed as hard as I did. It's one of those bachelor bachelorette previews where the person is so like, just tormented by the process and they're crying all over the house. I can't do this. I'm out. I'm done. You know, when they announce they're done. Dead (laughs) ass. Gary said, cut the camera's dead ass. I can't do this. So I'm really looking forward to it. I know, I'm worried for Gary's blood pressure. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, wait, Gary doesn't have a pacemaker because he's going to make. He already has two hearing aids. Yeah. Oh, my God. When that lady fell, speaking of which, when I tell you, like, the world stopped, they were like, I can't witness a hit being broken on TV. I'm sure ABC was like, not, We're not making fun of old people here. My grandma no. broke her hip falling on a walk when she was like 70. So Yeah, my aunt is in her 60s, falls all the time. So <laughs> it literally happens all the time. But this happened on the pickleball court. And it's I don't even hard, know how yeah. she fell. Is she like literally just like, I think she stumbled over her own feet. She was walking, by the way. It wasn't even like... <laughs> And she just falls over and Gary's like hugging her. She's like, you guys go back and play. I'll be okay. You're like, but okay. Cut to her in a boot. And I'm like, oh, shit. And, she's and like, then I'm she out. got eliminated, right? <laughs> she's just self-eliminated. Like, I think you have other connections here. I'm going to go ahead and head out. <laughs> and Gary didn't stop her. He was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, at this point, unless Gary is like super stoked on someone that wants to leave, it's pro- it's he's probably relieved when someone self eliminates because oh absolutely he doesn't have to deal with it <laughs> probably wants Sandra to self eliminate like, yeah. like don't you want to go to that wedding daughter's wedding <laughs> it's probably be there to- don't you want to get to that wedding like oh my god I like too we can wrap it up too I like when they all the girls every time they spend time with them they come back to the other woman and go you guys he is such a great guy he's a great <laughs> guy and he is a nice guy but they don't even spend that much time each other with each other and haven't really talked about they just talk about like their dead spouses and then they're like oh he's such a great guy like we don't know what gary's favorite food is we don't know anything about (laughs) his kids what do you do for a living more about his children and like what he does for fun (laughs) what do you do for a living like it's always just you know my wife Used to say stuff like that. What? My husband and I, we had such a great time before he died. And then they kiss. And then it's like, he is amazing. He's so, I can see me spending my life with him. <sighs> well, that is hearing. He makes like really good eye contact. He's a really oh, yeah. soothing voice. So I feel like even when, even if he's not saying a lot, he's very, yeah, endearing. If you're, if you're talking and you're, especially about your dead spouse, he's like, can I hold your hand? Like, yeah. that is just, that is amazing. You know what? Here, take this rose. You've been through a lot. That's, it doesn't take much to get a rose from Gary. Like, you just say, my foot hurt today. Oh, you poor thing. Here's this rose. You've just been through so Bless much. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Here's your rose. I'll eliminate you next week. But here's a rose. For now. <laughs> Anyway, that was Golden Bachelor. Please watch the show. You'll just love it, love it, love it. All right, let's talk about the show we're here to talk about. I will. Wah, wah. You don't uh-uh. remember anything. Yeah, Kathleen watched it last week. I watched it this morning. Um, so we'll try to piece it together. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so the episode starts with, and if I accidentally say mommy or auntie so-and-so, it's because I'm reading from some things I'm writing for Nori's Black Book. So <laughs> please excuse that. So uh, the episode starts with Kim at Kylie's house. This was more like a setup scene. Like they probably just asked Kylie, can you film this 30-minute scene with Kim so she can set up the episode? Because basically she was just there to say, I'm going on a soccer tour with Saint and some friends. Um, she also randomly mentioned she thought about Courtney on the trip with Milan because they were texting. I was like, we don't need that. Yeah. God, this scene. Ugh. Kim talking about being a boy mom made me want to die. Boy mom. I don't even have the proper like <laughs> extra degrees that kardashian colloquium mj has to understand their complex about men but it's so obvious and messed up <laughs> like she's like fuck them other kids i just well, love being a boy mom well it's funny how she's like i love my girls but they borrow your clothes and they have attitudes i'm like why don't you just say north is a problem that yeah, sounds like, like- guys, yeah north <laughs> sounds like a tyrant one and two what kind of self-hating, like, misogyny has been, like, burned into your brains by your own mother that you're, like, girls are so difficult. I hate that, like, trope that gets repeated all the time about how, like, women, like, daughters are difficult because they're going to have men after them and it's going to, like, stress you out. And boys are easy. I'm like, excuse me, have you met men? Like, <laughs> right. Well, boys are so rambunctious, which you kind of see in this episode. If you don't have kids or you've never been around like little boys, they are so, and you'll, and the funny is the opposite. You'll hear parents that have boys and girls. They'll say like, oh, the girls were so easy. And then I had boys and it was like, holy fuck. Cause they yeah, just have so much my dad energy. Was like out there, like breaking laws and drinking and like crashing his parents' cars. Like boys, like do like just as many crazy things growing up. Like I can, as someone who has a brother and a sister, I'm sure my mom would say we were both challenging. Like, but it's, I said someone tweeted those like people who are like women who are like boy mom weird. And again, you can be proud to have boys or maybe just let's think less about gender in general. That was probably the best idea. But someone was like people who are like really into being boy moms. It's like either they see the son as like the one man that will actually love them mm-hmm. or if they had daddy issues the son is like the dad they never had it's like it's like all messed up and like knowing kim kim's relationship with her dad being dead and like all this ugh, it's just well, everything we, about it's weird i think icky. everyone can think of an example of a mama's boy where you're like cut the fucking cord like chris and like how they say with chris and rob you need to cut the cord da, 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 da. Um, so it's just one of those things, but boys, I can't hear a boy and you're close with your mom. That's fine. That's not the same as yeah, like what we're talking about. Clearly unhealthy dynamic. That yeah. can be traced um, to some weird family trauma or something. And also boys are apparently hard to potty train. <laughs> like yeah. they don't fucking get it until they're like five. Apparently. <laughs> I learned that from John and Kate plus eight. Cause the three girls, yeah. they potty trained perfectly. Those three boys. I just thought Kim's comments were just so weird. I was like, wouldn't that be like a a positive of having 
a child like of the same gender like they want to borrow your clothes like that sounds fun like that sounds like a bonding experience <laughs> I feel like because she's so scared of North she really wanted to tell us I'm over yeah. here living in fucking fear every day for my life because North well, is out of her mind <laughs> part of the weird the weird misogynistic like man elevating dynamic that they are afflicted by is like putting women are seen as a threat which you know look up the definition of feminism it's like well and also too in past seasons like even keeping up she's already said saints her favorite remember when kanye was like you shouldn't have a favorite kid and kim was like whatever she's probably like out of north and i think the other two were still super small so she wasn't really interacting but she's like North treats me like shit. Like, of course, yeah. Saint's my favorite. <laughs> like, did you see those clips when they went live on TikTok? And North yeah. was like, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> like, North's going crazy over there. Um, That live was, ooh, look that up. We don't have to talk about it. But the live with North and Kim where Kim tells North the Palestinian flags are the Brazilian flag. <laughs> yeah, they're cheering for soccer. I'm like, he could have just. Turn the phone off at that point, or something. just say I don't know what that is, right? But also to North Kim should not be going live on her own accord because she's not tech savvy. Because you can turn comments off on TikTok Live, and that's what they should what be doing. Saying like live. horrible things, you know? and that too, right? Like besides the world events, people get in there and they're just cruel. So it's like yeah. turn, learn how to use TikTok or don't use it. But definitely, whatever you do, live. Anything you post, especially if it's a Kim and North account, y'all should be turning those comments off because there North can read. Like a similar, it might have even been the same day, but where they were doing like a dance and Kim's in the back doing the dance and she literally looks like she's being held against her will. Like, yeah, no, I definitely, I was thinking that I was like, I feel like when Kim was talking about boy mom, she was like, let me be careful because North's standing right over there. Yeah. holding me well, <laughs> like making sure I'm not saying anything we got this like blind item from one of our listeners where it was like a hairdresser or something oh so it was on um reddit it's from reddit I yeah think. The, that, this person who did hair for north was like north like literally will like tells kim to like go to her room like no guests tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not having guests tonight. In fact, get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to get my hair done. Like she's like, yeah, the, the Reddit thread said like she's running that house. And I'm like, I believe it. Kim does seem like she is fucking terrified of North. Like, yeah. like she's like, is it okay oh, if you we- created that? Like, why? <laughs> Can I, I have guests over North? <laughs> I also think Kim has like a weird complex with North. That, like, North is an extension of Kanye, and so she Mm -hmm. never wants, she, like, hates the idea of, like, North ever resenting her or, like, going to her dad and being like, mom, made me do this, or whatever. It's like, she, yeah, she, she, like, would never, like, talk down to North. Like, she would also never, like, be like, Kanye, you need to pull it the fuck together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She treads lightly. Even in the episode, she talks about how she's not that... Uh, disciplined because her parents were, which by the way, that's not accurate. She, we've heard before that the parents are very strict, especially Chris was strict and structured, like getting up at a certain time to this. I just think because I would theorize because Kim came from a strict environment, that is why she's a little lenient with her own children. 
Yeah. Now she is bad as Courtney. Doesn't seem like it, but her kids are no fucking park like walk in the park. Yeah, and and <laughs> Courtney's defense though, it's, it's like she kind of took the other approach where the kids are just like maniacs, but mm-hmm. it also feels like Courtney is more like a parent to them versus like a friend. Yeah, yeah. Like, it feels like Kim acts like North is her friend. Mm-hmm. Because she knows the general population likes North, so she almost like uses her to seem like well, not that she's using her because she's your mom, but like I know you mean more like that relationship dynamic, like a business Faint, relationship. Yeah. Paint <laughs> is like this her cute little boy that she has to protect from evil yeah. women, and then the other two are just with the nanny. Yeah, the the or other two that Chloe's act house. like twins. Yeah. Over there. Like when she was like, I try to find my kids' passions and go on a trip. And she's like, you know, Chicago, she likes zoos. So we went to the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, last time I talked to Chicago a couple weeks ago. <laughs> last time said, I talked to her, she said something about zoos. So. Uh, Aunt Chloe told her about a thing called a zoo. So I guess we'll go to the zoo. Mark off her monthly visit. <laughs> When Kim and North were watching the episode on live, uh, you know, Kim goes, North likes fashion. So we went to Paris and North goes, I don't like fashion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> North is like, what the hell are you talking about? I Tell like basketball. Like, woman, go back to your room. Right. What are you doing in here? <laughs> Give me Give that me phone. phone, Kim. Go you back to your room. No phone privileges this week for lying again. <laughs> um so anyway, she went, that that was Kim and Kylie. Although I will say before we move on, she mentioned that Kylie is back to her old self. Kind of the same thing that Chloe said last episode, which I don't like that they say that because it's like, compared to what? Like what was going on that you guys felt like she was so different? Again, let's get into the breakup. Let's get into all let's that. Let's be but they, honest as yeah. to your guys' unhealthy relationships with men especially men who impregnate you that you saw Kylie be like a lifeless zombie for two years with this man who like barely called her so like maybe just say that part out loud like you're not bitches if you say one negative thing about your children's father yeah I was like that um, relationship made Kylie feel suppressed or something like that yeah i was like oh we're not gonna get into that again that's fine so next uh chloe and chris went to scott's house to check up on him and his back which was a two-second conversation because we quickly just went into his dating life um usually chris is a little better at transition but (laughs) he must have been running away from me now for the next bullet point on the script outline (laughs) He's like, I got to meet with uh, the Simply people yeah. <laughs> in an hour. some room spray, so I got to go. Give me the script. What do I need to ask next? So they asked him about, you know, his dating life. And he's like, well, I've, I've just been focusing on himself and the kids, which I thought was funny that no mention of work, which I applaud Scott. Just chilling. I've just been chilling and focused on the kids. And I said this when the whole, like, get your fucking ass up and work thing. And the one before that, when she was like, if you had a job and a business, blah, blah, yeah. if you're rich enough to not work and just have like investments and companies and TV show contracts, good. Good right. for you. Good you don't for have fucking to fucking you. work. None of us should have to work as much as we do. I agree. This family has a complex. 
that most rich people have that once they have money, they want more money. And once they have relevancy, they want more relevancy or to maintain relevancy. So, you know, if Scott just wants to do nothing and make money off of his whatever, that's fine. If yeah, I love that he said, <laughs> I didn't even pretend, just been focused on myself and the kids. Hard stop. I was like, all right, that's what's up. Like freeloading off someone else's dime is one thing. <laughs> but if he's getting paid by Hulu, clearly, because he's on the show. He's, he gets paid for influencer shit he posts, I'm yeah. sure. He gets money from talent list. He probably has, like, he probably trades stock and stuff, like, invests he in has things. Like, money he from his parents money. dying, which, yeah. you know, he is that. And, he, and then he, he, I think he up to this show that he can, that can be his job. His, like, Ken's job is speech. Scott's job is just Scott. This. <laughs> and I think he also like quietly flip houses. If he doesn't actually flip them, he probably invests in the houses yeah. to be flipped. And that's what I think people need to realize. Like the pick me people that always get defensive of Kim of like, Courtney has no work ethic. Does she need one? Like, if people are rich enough that they don't need to have a traditional job, why would you have one? I mean, you can have one if you want one, but like, is there a requirement? Like, <laughs> Kathleen and I aren't even rich yet, and we don't even work as much yeah. as probably the person does. If you guys found out I've been making money these past few months, you'd probably be like, how is that fucking possible? I'll tell you. Transparency. I'd literally been living off TikTok. Like, that is it. That's great. My mother is is dumbfounded when I'm just like, yeah, I just post a couple times, and, you know, da, da, da. she's like, what? Like, she really does understand, which I think our generation on down is kind of usher in this new culture of I'm not going to be breaking my fucking back just to pay rent. I remember when social media, like influencing like especially YouTube was like the first one where you could like monetize it. Yeah. People really shat on that for a while, and they still do. The pendulum's swung a lot, but they—it's a real effort. Like it. Thank you. Say it, that. Say that. I like people can print whatever they want at content creators or influencers or whatever. Whatever. Like obviously, for celebrities, it's a little bit different because they get they they have a firm that's like telling them what to post and when to post and. Or or they just say anything for like five seconds and they get paid for it, but like the the normal people of the world, the plebs, like Natalie, like you people aren't just handing you money Very to true. create content, and like you're not just creating the content. You have to be strategic about getting the content to grow and like catch on and go viral, and you have to yeah. keep track of. You have to research, you have to write, you have to be funny. The fucking research. The research, yeah. the funniness, the personality. Like you're saying, the topic has to be interesting. So now I got to find something you actually want to speak to. Yeah. And now what I'm learning on TikTok, if anyone's trying to do TikTok, will help you. When I used to blog, Kathleen remembers back in the day, I used to blog oh, with everything blog. you need to know, me and my friend Troy. I've kind of like just put that in my TikTok where I find dynamic photos. Like I'll go back to Tumblr now and try to find a nice photo of whatever I'm talking about to grab an attention. Like it's not, and just because it comes easy to somebody, because it is come easy to me, but it's still work. Like I still take, yeah. one video can take an hour because I have to record it. I got to edit it. I got to do the captions. Yeah. Like it's just like. It's, it's hard work. It's my work. I'm, I'm a creative in like graphic design but a lot of times with design work and even that's 
can be challenging sometimes to come up with a design. Creative energy is a challenge. Like it it's draining. But when I was doing social media and had to come up with clever posts multiple times a day, all day, every day for my brand that I worked for, it was draining. Like it was some of the hardest work I've ever done. Yeah. Writing is sometimes it's hard it would in, come in easy, but like most yeah. of the time it was like, like it takes a lot out of you. Whereas if I get like a production project for design where it's like make these edits like tighten it up like whatever I'm like brain off like <laughs> you know like, yeah you can just get in that flow and do it yeah and I'm the opposite like, I had to better... go to school and get a degree and work for a bunch of years to be able to get those types of jobs yeah the one the social media stuff is like you don't have to have a degree for that you just gotta be good at it and it's you hard be good at it. it is hard I've like took a break from Nori's Black but for a second because I'm so drained it's drained topic-wise, <laughs> Kardashian, yeah. right? For someone for like me that's been doing for so long, but also writing, I gotta be like, it's gotta be quiet. After being yeah. the right, move. I have to feel good. I've been like, ugh, it's I like in your mind but- too. It's like, and you're interacting yeah. with people. It's emotional. You start getting like, you feel like emotionally affected by like how people yeah. interact with you, and if it if it doesn't land, you feel like a failure. It's like, it's yeah, like a complex thing, and you. You've never turned it off. Like, I'm sure you lay awake at night sometimes, like, think of an idea and you got to get up and write it down. I got to write it down. I'm, or I'm like, I've been tired, not feeling well often. So, that, like, I have this really good idea to write about uh, Courtney's baby registry. And uh, I just haven't <laughs> been felt well enough to write it. Like, today is the first time I felt good enough. So, I'm writing an episode review. And my reviews are really good, if I do say so myself. But unfortunately, not many people read it because it's behind a paywall. Uh, so I do all this work for like 10 people to read it, which is fine with me at the end of the day. It's, I like writing, so it doesn't really matter. But to your point, it's a lot of work. And then, you know me, I'm like doing the screenshots and all that. And then it's like 10 people read it. And TikTok, sometimes that happens. Like my best, t- the things I love to do on TikTok, the ones I put my like all into, it'll get like 900 views, maybe. Some yeah. bullshit I randomly post will get 5.8 million views. I'm just like, what? The, what's the logic here? But it's the day in the life of content creator. It's, it's ebbs and flows. As you know, as a graphic artist, like it's ebbs and flows. I, I always take offense to that, like, you know, for capitalism. Uh, but just in general, it's like the idea that there's like real work and then like not real work. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like we, all we do is make fun of celebrities being, you know, ridiculous. That's what yeah. we do. But I just, I hate the idea. It's, I, it's projection. You're projecting yeah. on people. Yeah. You're pissed that you have to go. My dad was a garbage man for 40 years. You, you're pissed that you're having to go do something to pay your mortgage. And Scott is sitting around doing nothing. You're just <laughs> mad about that. And I'd yeah. be mad about that too. But you know what's whose problem it is? Our society. That's yeah. just they have put up, these, okay. Yeah, if they put Scott these belief systems. That, mm-hmm. He can do that. And He's everyone right. can do that in some capacity. I think 
getting a little off topic, but it's all right. I think you just have to kind of believe in yourself and have the fucking cojones just to go for something you want to do. And if you don't want to, you know, if you do like working a nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that either. But I'm yeah. just saying to your point, the people that are kind of disgruntled, <laughs> it's like, well, you can do yeah, something like, else. Are, too. You, are you just pissed that you don't get to do that? Or like, yeah. what's going on here? And like, like I said, it's totally fine if you're the type of person who's like an entrepreneur and feels really like driven by like, creating something and building a brand like that's totally fine but yeah. like I look at someone like Scott or or Courtney when she was like I just want to hang out with my kids I'm like if I had the means to do that why wouldn't I like that's a perfectly reasonable life choice <laughs> like I think Kim is just not realistic about what drives her which Courtney said as well so <laughs> which we'll get into when he, she talks about the Met yeah. <laughs> um, so basically with Scott, they asked him what kind of girl he was looking for because they want to set him up. And he said, obviously, the Chloe weird stuff comes into play here. But yeah. he was just saying, like, he wants something funny, kind, sweet, cute, basically like all the characteristics Chloe possess. And I'm sure what he means, if I was a man and I saw Chloe, I'd basically be like, I want someone like Chloe because she takes care of her men. Yeah. Which she does. She's very nurturing, almost to kind of a mothering point. But well, it, like, Courtney was like their relationship. Courtney was always kind of like the cold one, and like the they were almost like buddy buddy for a long time. Like they were like goof around and stuff. Like yeah. So maybe now he feels like he should have like the opposite of that. Yeah, he's like I need someone, and also you know Scott's got issues, so he needs someone that's patient with him and will be like, oh, it's okay. Meanwhile, Courtney like got to a point where she's like. I have fucking three kids to raise. I can't. Like, I got boundaries, so. Yeah, I can't be raising you too. I thought it was interesting that he said it was important for him to have someone who's Jewish. Uh, since fucking when? Or yeah. is this like a new development? Because what? Since what is that important to you? But he did have the star of David on. So maybe he's like taking yeah. his religion maybe, you know, more maybe serious. Maybe that's something that like because he lost his parents. Mm-hmm. It might, and you know, like maybe he didn't feel like he spent enough time like embracing his Jewish heritage when he right. was with Courtney because he had his parents, and now that his parents are gone, like I, I get the sense that it was like healing for him to like reconnect in yeah. his like faith because it brought him closure and like closer to his parents and his like. So I get that. I think that's admirable and maybe after i don't necessarily know i i don't get it because like like i said i'm a fallen catholic but i can't i can't relate to that feeling i was uh, i probably not want to date someone who's actively <laughs> catholic for a variety no of that's reasons. like me i don't want to date any man that's super in the church like yeah. i don't want to date but a deacon a usher quiet director none of it i very much recognize that being jewish is very different it's a lot more easy to be proud of your culture and heritage as a Jewish person that I'm not trying to be like women shouldn't have rights <laughs> right they, I feel like they have more pride yeah, like, in my life behind that. so I get that uh I, but yeah I did find it interesting so like I can't really relate to the idea of like wanting someone that shares that but also if he's finding that he likes you know getting more in touch with that like being with someone who is also in touch with it would make sense because then it's something they can share together and like how you raise your kids and like holidays and all that but maybe it's reignited when he had mason's bat mitzvah 
Yeah, because like, he really did fun. belong because he didn't really belong to a synagogue. I think he had to kind of like yeah. seek out, <laughs> like had to Google yeah, like, I was like what's, yeah, what's maybe, around here. Maybe now that he's, you know, gotten more in touch with it, he's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And like having someone who has the same set of like things, same background, same yeah. upbringing. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could make it easier. Speaking of bar mitzvah, did you see the movie You're So Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah on Netflix? I heard about it. It's uh, Adam, yeah, Adam Sandler, and it's his daughters and his wife is in the movie too. Nice. It's actually really funny. It's a little bit like crude teen humor uh, because about his daughter in middle school who falls out with her best friend over a boy. There's a lot of period jokes, which again, it's crude middle school humor, (laughs) but uh, it's uh, actually pretty good. And like Nepo Baby, this is one Nepo Baby that is talented. She did a really good job. The only thing I didn't understand is they went to Hebrew school. But, like, I was like, is everyone in the school Jewish? I couldn't quite make that out. Because, like, I went to a Catholic school, and not everybody at Catholic school is Catholic. So that would make sense. Yeah, like, and that's my But I don't know. Like, Christians, you know, Christian schools and Catholic schools tend to be, like, people will go there because it's private education. Yeah. Like, more elite or better uh, sports programs. So it's, like, not always unanimously people who actually, like, want to learn about the religion. But I don't, I feel like Hebrew school is a little bit more. uh, Just, yeah. Yeah, because it it would make sense because. have to educate us on that because I don't really know. It would make sense because they treat they teach a lot of traditions that you do have to do during your bat mitzvah and things like that. And then I also know like some kids that go to regular school, they go to Hebrew school after their regular school. Yeah. That's well. like what I did. Like I had catechism, mm. which was like church school mm. that you went to like once a week. Oh okay. like in the evening. When that's where you learned about yeah. Catholicism. Yeah. But like Catholic school is like a school, but it's run by Catholics, so you have to like pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we it's still yeah. a school. You're still learning the fundamentals. <laughs> yeah, the prayer is not too invasive. And then when we had liturgy, it was only like once in a while. Versus at my Christian school, we had church every Wednesday, and we had a Bible a Bible class. In Catholic school, we had like a religion class where we would li- like one time I had a class that was called uh, Death and Suffering which to this day was my favorite class. We watched like what dreams may come with Robin Williams. And it was interesting to be in that class that year because we had like two classmates die. And then I took a death and suffering class with Mr. Zanetti. And yeah, it's, it's Catholic. So, you know, they're like death and suffering. Um, (laughs) Like if you don't repent, you will go to hell. (laughs) Pretty much. And at Christian school, it was like Bible, this is Bible class. So you have to memorize Bible verses you know, it's like really based on Bible stories and shit like that. So it's just a different experience. Um, okay, so then Queen Penelope walks in <laughs> and just completely tells Scott, you need to stop dating young women. Like, you're 40. Get your fucking shit together. <laughs> and <laughs> she was like, nobody 19. Like, nobody in their 20s. No. It's like, she's basically, don't bring another Sophia home. 
Yeah. Do not bring another Sophia Richie home. I think it was funny. She also said that she wants them to have a good personality. She said that they can be pretty. She's okay with that. But also <laughs> someone who goes to the gym because he needs to go to the gym. So, <laughs> And I'm thinking, oh, honey, you actually don't need to go to the gym, especially in this family. You yeah. can just get a little lipo and be on your way. A big prescription. Scott's back surgery uh, will probably include some lipo, maybe some abs, yeah. like whatever Drake gets. Family, like, can they just help him? Like, give it, get him. Don't refer him to the back doctor, Chloe. Refer <laughs> him to the body doctor, doctor and Simon. the doctor that's prescribing <laughs> you something. Right, like let's stop playing these back game. surgery. I have a bad back, and I tell people all the time, like. There's like a lot, a lot of people like don't believe in chiropractic work because it's like weighed up by like a weird guy, which jury's out. I, I'm indifferent. Physical therapy is totally good. But like medical doctors, their advice will be surgery. But like back surgery is super invasive. And most people get back surgery. The recovery is like awful. Yeah. Or they get a bunch of other problems yes. because of the surgery. Like surgery is supposed to be like a last resort because it's it's really bad. It's a gamble, and a lot of times it ends up creating more problems. Yes. So Absolutely. don't just get back surgery if you're having back problems. You got to yeah. try with other stuff. My aunt had back surgery, like, and I remember telling my mom she is not going to recover from because you know she's older and like like you were saying back surgery or any surgery is not like a all right all fixed especially the older you get and your yeah. it's your back so it's she's still dealing with problems quickly. yeah yeah she's gotta like go get cortisone shots and shit um really quickly back to like Hebrew school so short king is Jewish by adoption oh, a development by adoption. oh he's like a, yeah. he's like he's like um a Peruvian Jewish man because he was That's adopted by Jewish people. So I would have him sometimes say things in Hebrew. And you're like, oh, amazing. Yes, exactly. I'm like, ooh, can you say something in Hebrew? Like, this, this is, is different. <laughs> this is great. Like, I thought it was hot because I can't do any of that shit. Like, I have nothing going on. It's just English over here. Spanish. I took it for five years. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I am in, I know I took it for like five and a half years and it's yeah. like, I'm not that confident. I have like a lot of native speaking friends and I'm like, I can kind of understand what you're saying, but I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not going to say it out loud. I don't embarrass so myself. I do yeah. not want to embarrass myself. Somebody's been telling me I've been pronouncing Selena Quintanilla wrong for like, Ever in a day, and I'm just like, now well, struggles with pronunciation in general. Words. <laughs> in general, and I think it's for me too. I get really self conscious when I have to say things out loud or read things out loud. Like if I'm reading in my head, I'm cool. But the yeah. minute I have to say it out loud to you or read it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're like panic. I'm like, maybe, uh, maybe you're the dyslexic, like North. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> dyslexic, but we, I do do sometimes. I'll Google how to pronounce things, and YouTube usually has like will tell yeah. me how to pronounce, it, or I'll look it up. You know, I'll I try, but some stuff I just can't do. <laughs> um, so they decide they're gonna like set him up with a matchmaker. Da 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 da. We can just go over that real quick. They interviewed five girls. They picked this girl named Celine, who they claim looks like them, and she like is. Yeah, basically. She's a per she's Persian Jewish and she owns a lingerie line with her sisters. And so they her and Scott went out. I'm using quotes because it feels like yeah. they were just like in the back room somewhere. Like an interview. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, like a job interview. They had like a glass of water on the table. I don't even yeah. think they ate anything. Um, <laughs> basically, Scott liked her personality. I think she was too positive for him because <laughs> he's like depression. I mean, and I get it. The Kardashians, like I said, they're very depressing people. If you watch the show, like it's <laughs> never like a good time. They always have to bring up the most depressing Trauma shit. <laughs> Somebody's crying. Exactly. <laughs> Even this episode, as light as it was, still ended on a serious note. Um, yeah. So he said he'd be open to hanging out with her. Doubt it. But um, it just wasn't love connection. And Chris was like, okay, that's cool. We just want you to, you know, thanks for participating. Basically, thanks for being on the show and yeah. letting us do this little bit. And that's it. Because, you know, they're so famous at this point. Even Scott. Scott will have to either date someone famous or someone with, like, some influence or affluential person. Like, you can't just pick up Celine off the street and think he's going to date her. Yeah. No. She didn't even look like his type, to be honest. Yeah. Like aesthetically, and he needs someone younger. No offense she to Scott, but more like girl bossy than like. I feel like he needs, like you said, he likes Chloe. Like he needs someone who's like down to be like hanging out and like cooking. A fucking mom to kids. him, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And someone young. I think he needs someone who's like. I hate to say it because he's is damn near forty, but he probably works better with someone who's like 27, 28, 29, 30 yeah. maybe. Like he can't have like a grown not, ass. Not woman. a teenager that was friends with your little sister in law, <laughs> but <laughs> little sister in law. You aren't the most mature person in the world. Yeah, it might or be emotionally better. intelligent person. Yeah, it might just be easier for you to find someone that you connect with in that age bracket. I thought it was funny. She he asked her, "Have you ever been to therapy?" She's like, "Nope." He was like, "Oh God!" It's so <laughs> funny because Scott's like, "I need someone to trauma bond with." Yeah. So like, <laughs> any like, tragedies? No, nope. you need to be through some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I mean, Eric's alive. Oh, Leonardo God. DiCaprio, who keep getting older and continually dumping their girlfriends when they turn twenty five, that's got to be something psychological. But I do think there's like some celebrity guys that just like focus on their career until they're like 40 and then realize oh shoot like I kind of wish I dated that they're probably one the women their age are probably not in the same wavelength exactly you know there's not as many women that made that choice maybe but also like yeah like if an actor like Chris Pine gets to like 40 and realizes oh now I want to like date someone it might be someone who's like late 20s early 30s yeah yeah because that's he just happened to work longer I think that's less creepy and weird than like the obvious like a man choosing a much younger woman because they feel like they can control them Right, there's control. The younger like, girl isn't going to challenge you as much on stuff. You probably get away with much more. They might yeah. not have the confidence. Like, right, like Gary, like the, the women trying to get at Gary, they're not letting shit fly. Like, you see yeah. people are self-eliminating. Like, oh, this isn't working. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. But the young girls will, like, cling to them, think they're great. Like, unfortunately, Scott is going to have to find someone that doesn't think, and I hate saying this, that he's a loser. Like, they're going to have to be like, not enamored but be okay with him because I feel like a woman his age or older might be like and what do you do all day and like (laughs) what even though he makes money sometimes you want to be around someone not so much not like Kim that's a workhorse but you want to be around someone who's productive during the day like do you do you garden do you draw what are you doing all day you know (laughs) 
you volunteer at your kid's school. Like what happens here all day? You're just sleeping. So um, that, so they brought Scott for that. I hope he got paid a good amount of money for that little bit. Um, so Kim, I'm at, I think I'm going out of order, but it's okay. Kim is in London with Saint. The only story, well, actually there's two stories here. She forgot Saint's jersey and jersey and jersey and Saint announces the worst day of his life. Um, <laughs> which that, I mean, I think that was a relatable moment for maybe moms that forget things for their kids or somehow let their kids down. I felt bad for Saint because he's really upset. And then you have Kim over here like, I know life's so hard, bitch. You forgot his fucking Jersey. Why are you like now antagonizing <laughs> him? You probably didn't bring the jersey to make this stupid segment <laughs> because you have, I need a storyline work for you like I feel manipulated Kim like you did that you then you manipulated your child I feel like you did this on purpose so that you could have a relatable mom moment like I need a storyline don't pack Saint's jersey well I'm sure you're going to see like Neymar like you can't or whoever I don't know the soccer people but famous Soccer people, you can get another, he'll get another jersey. Well, you can buy another jersey there. And also they got jerseys at the end. Like it was a very strange, like, but I feel bad for Saint. Like because she bamboozled Saint so that she could be like, oh, classic mom moment. I'm such a mom. Can you believe I forgot his jersey? The main reason we're here. 16 people pack for me. But I felt Saint that moment. Because, you know, when your parents do stuff like that, they almost make you feel like you can't complain because it's like, look at all the other stuff I do. Like, I remember the only time I felt like that with my mom. Well, let me not say one time, but the one distinct time in fourth grade, we were decorating gingerbread houses. And like my mom was like a, a semi room mom, classroom mom. And my friend Tiffany's mom, who only person that took pictures of me as a child apparently she had taught my mom how to make gingerbread houses so each mom had to make like five gingerbread houses for everybody so we went to recess and my mom was in the classroom that day for our Christmas party so we went to recess and on my desk I didn't get one of my mom's gingerbread houses and I'm so happy because hers were so ugly they were like sorry her and my godmother made them and they were like tall skinny my dad were my dad was calling them gingerbread crack houses and I was like I don't want one of my mom's gingerbread houses so I come back from recess and I don't have her I have a just a random one I was like yes I didn't get my mom my fucking mom comes over Natalie take one of my gingerbread houses take mine and makes me have her gingerbread house I was pissed so I was like, whatever, I can work with this. So I decorated, I put all these gummy bears on the house. And then we go out for another recess. Bitch, I came back. The house had caved in. <laughs> and I cried so hard that like my, my nightmare. This guy sitting next to me, Jairus, was like, what's wrong? Don't cry. Like my house is the only house like caved in and it was just so my bad. Mom- and my the failed architect. <laughs> my mom made me have this house, and she was like, "We can do gingerbread houses at at our house." You know, I'm like, and we never did, of course. But that was like a time I I could relate to Saint when your mom just kind of fucks you, and you're like, "God damn it, mom!" And you can't really get mad at them because you're they're your mom. You don't want to be yeah. like you stupid bitch, but you're just like, <laughs> "Really, mom? Really, mom? You really?" 
wrong, shit really. Here. You really <laughs> shit the bed. Oh, by the way, they're in London and they're going, you know, they're taking this car ride and her and Allison, you know, we had to hear Kim's war stories with Allison and how she, they went on tour with the Eagles and, you know, just this rough childhood she had. <laughs> And she was like, I played soccer and like showed that, her she was like five. That was fucking and nuts. Asked to make everything about her always. I was like, literally, like every American child played AOSO at least one year. I did not, but like I'm literally the only person I know that did it. Well, that was crazy too, because she went from like, I don't really know anything about sports or like, but I'm boy she's mom like, now. I and played then she's soccer. like, I love that states into soccer because I used to play. And then they show that one picture. Yeah. That one picture we've seen for years of her holding, the, you know, the soccer ball. And to Kathleen's point, yeah, every, like, American kid gets into soccer. I played soccer for, like, a good four years and just decided one day I was done with it. But it's not like, you know, Kim was out here being Mia Ham or something. <laughs> She's trying to paint the picture. I was like, Kim, please. Um, but in the car ride with her, with the other mom, she's talking about... You know, they're telling her, oh, there might be some cute guys here. And, you know, she's like, oh, I just want to be single. I love how Allison threw shade at Pete and said, oh, after your last experience, you want it to be age-appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Kim glosses over that because we'll never know what happened with that PR relationship. But then she, then she, this is where she talks about the Met Gala. And this is where Courtney's point comes up, where she's saying how she would, she usually she wouldn't go lies, but because there's this big story out that, uh, you know, Anna Wintour wasn't inviting any of the Kardashians, she's going to go just to be petty. And it's like, so is that the motivation now? I just to prove the reports wrong? <laughs> like, this is the, I think this was the Met to sit out. The Carl Lagerfeld Met, like there was yeah. nobody there. Just that would have been the one I'd have been like, I'm not going. I don't care yeah, who the thinks stupid what. Pearl thing. And especially since you have your own show, you can easily show that you were invited and you just were like, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> but um, also. Where, was it Mugler or Chaparelli? I can't remember. But she wore this like corset thing under all those pearls. Chaparelli. It looked yeah. like skims. Yeah, it was Chaparelli. Yeah, I was like, you couldn't have asked them to use a different material so that, like, it didn't look like you just wore a bunch of necklaces over some skims. Like, it was a very strange look, and she had on really ugly shoes. That's all I have to say about that. Well, even oddly enough, she had planned to take Carl Agerfeld's cat as her date to the Met, which... And it didn't like her. It's It sensed bad vibes. <laughs> well, also... <sighs> Just this obsession with dead people stuff. Like, yeah. the cat. You couldn't get, like, a replica? Like, you know how many cats look like that? Just get, like, a replica. Well, you know, Jared Leto's and things like, go on cat soup. But uh, plenty of other people <laughs> make cat references for, like, his famous cat. Like, you have a little cat bag or something. I don't know. Cat bag. Yeah, so I was like, well, that's psychotic. Again, she has to try to make herself seem special that she met the cat beforehand. I'm like, I'm, that poor cat is being forced to meet so many celebrities. <laughs> Chipette, I think its name is. She's like, I hope it likes me. That cat is carrying the brand on its back. <laughs> the cat's like, cat, why can't I retire? My I, owner's my passed. I'm Questionable done. dad died, and now I have to keep this <laughs> afloat so that I get my inheritance. Um, also in London, they they go to the pub after a game to be normal, quote unquote. And this one girl comes up to her and is like, Do you do law? 
And I guess she's in law school too. And Kim just loved meeting a fellow law student. Felt good. I felt How long has Kim been in law school? <laughs> it's been like five years. Is there not an expiration date? <laughs> it's been like five years of law school. But the poor girl's like, you doing law? Oh my God, doing law too. Taking the test next week, mate. Um, yeah, the extremely uncommon and rare profession of being a lawyer. <laughs> I thank God there's one of you out there, Kimberly. Doing law? I felt of course so alone my whole life that there was no one else like me. And then I met you. <laughs> It was so crazy. And then she's like, they're drinking Guinness, which uh, Kim probably didn't finish that. If she took a sip, I'd be surprised. Guinness is not the beer to get into if you don't even drink beer. As she told it's, us with the Corona, she's never had beer surprisingly before. Surprisingly, not as like, like intense as like an IPA, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's a sipping beer. It's not, yeah. it's like filling. And the flavor is acquired. I had a Guinness yeah. one time in my life. Fucking hated it. And I was yeah. like, like Teacher Bay loves Guinness. Yeah. It's an acquired like, taste. It, it's even he will say it's like a it's a sipping beer versus like drinking a Corona when you're eating Mexican food or yeah, yeah. at a tailgate. You know, it's like it, it, or yeah. in IPAs, I can't even drink one of those. Why? Just the I smell. like IPAs. Keep that away from me. And <laughs> the very exotic beer, Red Stripe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I can't really drink most beers that have hops in them, like the Mm -hmm. hops give me migraines, but like I can have a couple Mexican beers or. I can do a Sapporo if I'm eating sushi. Give me a Sapporo. But yeah, Guinness. Guinness is like the coffee of beer. It reminds me of like coffee a bit. Like you can't just, like you said, you got to sip it. It's not like. And it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't pair with food. You're not like, oh, give me a steak and a Guinness. You know what I mean? It's not like that type of party. But they had a Guinness and then they left. And Kim just said it was great to be normal and be in a random pub. Da, 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 da. Nothing normal about the situation. There was a whole camera crew, a lot of security, bright lighting. Bar and like <laughs> hire the people that could, that could come back in. <laughs> they probably or they probably were in there for a solid five minutes. Like, all right, film that scene. Let's go. And then they came back. Oh, we forgot to talk about how Kim hired a Manny. To be a positive male influence. And I think that's a good thing to mention because, like I said, I suspect Kanye is not around as much as you probably would think a dad should be around because he's got things going on mentally. So I understand. But it's interesting. So I wonder if that really cute guy was the Manny. And yeah, on the plane. I'm not sure. Well, I always get annoyed when people like take Kanye's side on like Kim's a bitch and like keeps Mm -hmm. him away from the kids and stuff. But I'm like, kind of uh, should you have said that like you're just like asking for that criticism by being like I even thought that when she was talking about how great it is to have Tristan like involved I'm like I feel like she's kind of shitting on Kanye here and saying like her kids need male influence which is valid but like can you explain where Kanye is you're never willing to say anything bad about him because you don't want to lose like his celebrity or something I don't know like it's just explain that more Kim or just maybe don't say that because that's just going to invite people saying you do that to Kanye and then also Kanye is probably not going to enjoy hearing that (laughs) yeah I think she's she's still trying to spare I don't I don't know if it's spare his feelings or more so 
spare herself when her kids finally watch these things. Like, I don't want to say anything bad because my kids will see, and I don't want them to say, yeah. oh, you trashed them. But at the same time, if you, to your point, if you're going to have a reality show and you're going to bring up how you have to hire a Manny because you need a positive male flu- influence and you're bringing up how Tristan's taking your kids to school, you kind of need to explain why, like, yeah. you know, Kanye. And then, and the, the fact of the matter is it's the truth. It's not really dogging him. It's like, look, Kanye is on his own schedule. He comes and goes as he pleases. Yeah. He's not a he travels a lot and, and to say make you don't even have to make it sound like he's being a bad dad. You could literally yeah. just say like the, the nature of Kanye's work right now, he's yeah. gone a lot traveling. And I thought I'm having a male nanny since I'm here more often would help give them a male point of view on things. Like yeah. that doesn't to me, that doesn't sound like you're shooting on Kanye. <laughs> But like right, the way because, she explained it, like yeah, like you don't know even, who his dad is exactly. Like, like she was like, like dad was like dead or missing. I'm like, we know who their dad is, right? When she's like, I'm so scared to tell their dad. I was like, yeah. their dad, Kanye. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and again, it's like one of those times they try to do like forced relatability, and it's just like, but then they won't. For one, you're not relatable. You don't need to be relatable. But for two, then you don't explain it, and we're just kind of like, oh. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, especially again, it's already come out via court documents. You have the kids 80% of the time. This is not like, this is public knowledge. And she can say that the kids are with me the majority, like you were saying, the kids are with me the majority of the time. And there's just nothing but women over here. So I have a manny to have some. And and again, like, I'm the last person who's going to be like, we need think of Kanye's feelings. But like, the, the, the way they phrase things sometimes just feels a little like inviting the pushback because it keeps the conversation going, you know? Yeah. And the way, I mean, that could even be said for why they, they handle Travis Scott shit with such care. It's like, I don't understand how you're on a reality show. You're being dated one of the most famous rappers in the world, Kylie and Travis Scott. And yet we don't get any explanation about what's going on like is your shit's been in tmz the cheating stuff astral yeah. world yeah we watched the show and you're trying to just come up with a handshake with your sister and be like all right well bye <laughs> like I mean, uh can we talk about you and travis but it could be that lou taylor manages travis that too several of the family's entities so but yeah in general and you know to your point and they always go back to this where it's like I don't make kids to ever see me bad mouthing their dad, but I'm like, also like your kids. I mean, I can't talk. My parents are still married, but like your kids also shouldn't see your mother's like letting men in their life do wrong by them, never be held accountable, never have anything negative said about them. Like your especially North, like it's getting to the age where like, she can probably have frank conversations with her like does it upset you like when your dad doesn't you know check in with you or like do you feel like you need to hang out with your dad more like yeah it's like you don't have to shit on them but like I know people who have divorced parents and one of the parents was more of a challenge like my sister has to talk about that with her son and her her baby dad isn't like a bad person or anything he's just very unreliable yes at a certain age, she just started having, like, frank conversations with her son that, like, you know, if you don't want to go see your dad, you don't have to. Like, yeah. do you want your dad to call you for your birthday? Are you, you know, 
are you, will you be okay if he doesn't? Like, how does it make you feel when he forgets your birthday? You know, it's like things like, like, be honest with your kids is, would be my very uninformed opinion as a non-parent, but. No, yeah. yeah. And like I the think. back bends that they do to protect the men is weird. And then to make a comment like that out of character and then just like leave it hanging. I'm like, so which one is it? Like, yeah, yeah. You're a victim of poor Kim and this like. horrible like divorce ex-husband like or is it that you can never say anything bad about Kanye like yeah I wish I wish we weren't so deep into the the fame game that she would have producers that forced her to talk about stuff we need again I always say if Andy Cohen was running this fucking show (laughs) we'd have to dive into it people are complicated you can say yeah frustrated with Kanye and discussions about our kids because we don't agree like that's like she's like she said she wish she wishes sometimes she can hand it off hand off hand to her partner which is a very real statement like I got I totally understood okay yeah well well let me say this I understood what she was trying to say without saying it's that uh, Kanye is not really available like that where I can be like your son's acting up. Come talk to him. Because those kids barely respect Kim. I doubt that Kim saying, I'm going to call your dad, moves them at all. Like, They're like, he won't answer. I feel like he would like hang up. But if he saw them do a TikTok he didn't like, he probably calls and leaves like a screaming voicemail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to send you the voicemail, but sure, call him. Um, and the final, oh, also, by, uh, before we move on to the final scene, um, Kim revealed that Mel C asked her to be posh spice on tour, which uh, of course she did. <laughs> and she was like, I can't believe it. I'm just a, I'm just a girl from Calabasas. Me? Posh spice? I mean, I know she was joking, but can you believe she asked me to be posh spice? Like Victoria's crazy, like rolling her eyes. Like, <laughs> Victoria's like, oh, I'm no. not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> you made Anna Winter late to my show. <laughs> no, wait, that was the one where you were late to my show. Yeah, <laughs> you were late to my show. I'm not doing it. You can do it. And then she was like, North told me to do it. North was like, please do it. North probably was like, who the hell are the spice? Like, North, Kim can't sing or dance <laughs> or like be fashion it girly she gets stuff given to her because she gets attention but like you don't want her doing it it's an uncomfortable (laughs) like i don't know kim understands the meaning of posh (laughs) well remember when she was uh walking in the fashion show yeah and it was so awkward Ooh, that was bad it was worse than kendall victoria is an area victoria like Courtney, she possesses the D gaff bone that Kim has never had in her body. All of Kim's bones give a lot of fucks all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she's literally going to the Met to spite the media or whoever yeah. she feels cares about whether or not she and her family are there. And there's also still that fucking chip on her shoulder. Like, well, for yeah. s- I'm gonna also going to go because for so long I didn't get invited and I was Kanye's plus one. You were Kanye's plus one for one year. You've also, been invi- that was like 10 years ago. We went because you would die at the idea of not being included <laughs> in conversations. Like, like, be honest with yourself. Yeah, First, let's just have some self-aware. Be honest self-aware. with the rest of us. 
It's fine. You can just say that you figured out what your motivations are in life. (laughs) You didn't even have to go into why you were going. Like asshole of attention. Yeah, Allison already assumed you were going. Like she wasn't like, "Are you going to go? I heard you weren't invited." I heard every newspaper that I (laughs) delivered to my house and read, like a normal American, that everyone (laughs) thinks you're not going because you're not invited. I was at Nobu last night, and everyone couldn't stop talking about how you're not invited to the Met. What are you going to do about this? Order at the grocery store, and he <laughs> asked me how I felt about rumors that the Kardashians weren't invited. It's everywhere, on everyone's mind. TMZ cornered me wrong. Be at brave. the gym, and I was like, I didn't know what to say. Like, are you going? Like, what should I, should I call Tracy and ask for talking points? Like, are you going? I have to know. And then come in this underwhelming ass dress like you do every freaking year. I want a new team for her. Anyway, the last scene is Chris. No, Chloe popped up at Chris's house and they start talking about, you know, Scott's wine date, blah, blah, blah. And Chris is like, well, it made me think about, you know, Chloe and Tristan. And fucking Chris asked Chloe how she would feel if Tristan moved on. And she wants Chloe basically to give the relationship another chance because she doesn't want to regret. Blah, blah, fuckity, blah. Are we How serious? Many second chances, Chris. Like- <laughs> this is the 10th. Ch- I'm sorry. After he has a baby with somebody else, I feel like we. that's a wrap. That's a wrap on us. You don't want this. Yeah. But Let's move on. He, he left his pregnant girlfriend to get with Chloe. He cheated on Chloe while she was giving birth. <laughs> he made out with her little sister's best friend in front of other people. These are things we know about that he didn't plain sight. Each of those times you let this man back into your life. Now you're treating him like a goddamn saint. And he has gets another woman pregnant and then blackmails her to get it aborted. Like but at least what? Like at least Scott, when they kept pushing that, even though they shouldn't have been, Scott's problem is that he was just like a fucking like Mess. disaster <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah he cheated I, I believe he cheated let's just say he did but not to the extent of tristan and i feel like it was much it's earlier in their relationship yeah like, this is what he's doing in plain sight yeah not to mention had the baby with another woman won't claim the baby after had said baby was seen in like italy holding hands with another b- big booty girl like what are we talking about and then well, she was saying go ahead I was going to say, and now, first Jordan, who's been very quiet throughout all of this, and people often, like, even even we probably said it, wonder if, like, he never talks about his first son or, like, sees him on the show as much because she doesn't want that. But mm-hmm. now we find out this she's going to court because this loser yes. is $225,000 behind on child support. Exactly. And, and they think about like down the street. They, you know, that. Right. Has- and the sister already told us he doesn't even know what school Prince goes to. Um, doesn't come around unless it's for a photo op. Also about the child support. Yeah. You're not making as much money as you did when the child support was first put in place. Cause he was supposed to be paying $40,000 a month. This is when he was making like 17 million, but that's why you go back to court as a father to try to get it adjusted. Yeah. Or as a father, you say, hey, I want more time with my son. And that way the, the payments go down. You've done nothing. You've tried to shortchange Jordan, trying to pay, play like you're some dad of the year, which Corey literally used that phrase in the next episode, which I like threw you're off. driving 
not even your own children to school. <laughs> Drive your own fucking kids to school. And your own kids over here, like, I can't put my dad on my emergency contact. <laughs> he doesn't know where I am. He doesn't know how to get here. He doesn't even know where I am. Can you imagine if the school called Tristan? Like, You'd have to Tristan? tell me address. Who is this? Who is, uh, can you come pick up Prince? He just broke his leg. Okay, where is he? <laughs> Just text me the address or the name of the school and I'll figure something out. I'll have Chloe. I'll have my assistant go get him. <laughs> have Chloe's assistant go get him. I'm, I'm at my nephew's soccer game. I can't come. I've had to take my nephew to school, so I don't think I can be there. I'm, ta- yeah. I'm taking my, like, not even nephew. I'm taking my ex-girlfriend's sister's son to the Nike store. Uh, is there any way you can call his mother? My ex-girlfriend that I publicly cheated on a thousand times. And then I cheated, cheated on you with. Actually, yeah, the one I cheated on you with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What was also really nuts about this conversation, the way Chris was like, how are you going to feel if you see him with someone else? She's seen him with someone else. Like, she has seen him with, like, 50 other people that we probably don't even know about. I mean, what are we talking about? <laughs> group on peen, right? What are you saying? What would you feel like if you saw him with someone else? Me well, and Kathleen have seen him with someone else. Yeah, We're not even we, dating him. <laughs> like, well, then Chloe, like, kind of, it's a little bold, but she had a point, like, calls out Chris about her cheating. Yeah. And Chloe probably feels some type of way about that because everybody calls all the kids do that all she's the kids Robert's do. child. So yeah. Chloe probably feels the most a type of way about yeah. Chris's cheating. A baby that comes from cheating. <laughs> I feel like Chris is this complex where she's so obsessed with keeping the men in the lives of their her daughters. Almost as some weird, like she thinks she's like making up for cheating on their dad. Like in the way Trying we to keep their families and, together. Yeah. yeah. Like we always talk about how weird they get about Robert after he died and like act like they never got divorced, act like she wasn't married for a very long time and had two children with Caitlin. Like it's like revisionist history. And I feel like, yeah, she, Chris acting like so committed to this idea of like, taking men back and staying with them so that she can like fix her mistake. Like I should have taken Robert it out. Back well, remember day. she, that earlier season, take him back. You both remarried. He just, well, the early, so this theory works really cute for you. The earlier season of keeping up, they always just talk about within this when she was married to Caitlin. She would always talk about how the guilt she felt about breaking up the family. Um, and totally not acknowledging she has two other kids <laughs> from the yeah, new like the way they shit on blended families when like they are a blended family. <laughs> well, not only are they a blended family, they're a broken family. Yeah. That's what's like, hilarious too about it. Like they come from a broken home. Anything. Essentially, like you you are perpetuating a like toxic like guilt trip that you have with yourself. <laughs> And I think it's interesting that Chloe said that, you know, she gets frustrated thinking how she's molded this person and someone else gets to experience Tristan's greatness. What fucking greatness? He still has, I keep saying this, you, he still has a kid he does not claim. He does not see his eldest son. You know what? The next person what are we talking after about? you wasted all this emotional labor on him, he will cheat on as well. Period. 
He's going to be raggedy to them, too. He hasn't learned a thing because y'all won't hold him accountable. You emotional labor on him because it makes him feel special. That's why yeah. he keeps bothering you. It makes him feel special. It makes right. him feel, like, desirable to cheat on you and, and you take him back. I did feel bad for her when she said that, you know, all the men in her life pretty much have to do something terrible, terrible to her to realize how great she is. And I'm like, that's a really sad statement to even say to your own mother. And I wish Chris had a better emotional response to that. Like, I think if I was a mother and I heard my daughter say that to me, that would kind of make me cry a bit to know that my daughter really at the end of the day never has felt loved is really what she's communicating. And, but also it's like, well, yeah, this is called, they've taken advantage of you. Yeah. It's not so much they didn't think you, they probably know you're great. And that's why they're like, oh, I got that bitch well, right where yeah, I want it. They treat you poorly because they don't feel adequate. Like that's exactly that's that too. one-on-one. But now I feel like with Chloe, it's become this thing that she's like addicted to. Like, you can't tell me that these like mental gymnastics she's doing this season to try to say how much she hates Tristan, but like is letting him like adjust her necklace and like he saw that face all the time. Like she touching me. (laughs) She likes that attention now. It's and it's fucked up. It's like she is addicted to that. Like he if he keeps trying, it must mean like I'm special. Yeah, or like there's part of him that wants me. It's something that could be worked on, Chloe, if you believed in therapy and not that therapy is a form of punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, that conversation, the fact that Chris was the one that brought it up was so wild. I do like in the next episode you see her, and I'd like to know the context, but you see Malika, her telling Malika if Tristan would have did to my daughter, I would castrate him, right? Like I... I wonder if she's talking about Chris and how she kind of just like that Chloe, but but the thing, but the thing, words. But the thing is, yeah, exactly. Much like Courtney had to do, like Courtney had to really put her fucking foot down. Like yeah. I am done with Scott. Stop like, bringing him around. Stop talking to me about him. Like. She's and but like to your point, Chloe's not ready to completely cut Tristan off because at one point you're trying to tell Chris like I deserve better and da da da. da. Meanwhile, this man in your house, thank no you, is living you. <laughs> in your house, and you're talking about we're friends, and then you're saying things like, "Oh well, if down the line, if he's really my my person. He's not your person. There's five billion people on Earth. He, Tristan's yeah, not he is your like person. Drunk on this idea that." If he just keeps doing all this stuff, I must be so special. And that that doesn't that's not making her an egomaniac. That's making her a broken person. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy. But she needs to be honest with herself that she's addicted to that feeling. Yeah. Because and without it, she's gonna have to figure herself out, which is life's eternal journey. And, and like, I need Yeah. I was gonna say it, it, it almost like I said, Chris with her weird like guilt trip of like her own cheating, it almost feels like She's pushing this on Chloe so much and all the men in their lives to make it seem like what she did wasn't that bad. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's why Chloe kind of like called her out. And I feel like too, Chris needs to realize that all her daughters in whatever situation, they can do better. Like, I don't know if she really even thought Courtney could do better. And then she got Travis and and then Chris was like, oh. Okay, like, never mind. <laughs> people who are able to produce sperm that's 
you know, fertilizes an egg, that doesn't make someone a good person. It Mm -hmm. makes someone biologically a person. Like just, just the science made it so that we keep reproducing (laughs) to populate the earth. Like the idea that just because this people were the ones who got your daughters pregnant or somehow like need to be held on a higher pedestal is like, no, if anything, they need to be held to better scrutiny. Yeah. Or they're like the one because you had a kid with them. They're not the one. I want, and I wonder too, if they're telling Kylie this about Travis Scott, like, and I don't, but I think it's harder. Who this is good. I think it's, you can't tell Travis, you can't feed Kylie the same bullshit because Travis isn't around. Like Travis yeah. isn't like Scott or Tristan because uh, Travis truly has his own shit. Like he has his own f- fame. He has his own sh- like audience. He has his own, he has his own parents. He has his own shit. How much he was like into Kylie, like, and that's what I'm saying. They can't really do this same thing with do. Kylie. So he's like, like, I'm gonna be over you, here. <laughs> you can't really do that same thing with Kylie. Like, don't you want to keep your family together? Kylie's like, I would yeah, love to, but exactly. uh, these he's never here. They, have, they can like be so selective when they apply them. It's like they don't even mention Travis or bug Kylie about any of this shit. But everyone yeah. else is expected to like. They're just like, oh, you're back yeah. to Tumblr, Kylie. That's it. And meanwhile, like, yeah. Travis is well, on living his best life. Travis first comes along and they see that the media is, like, eating it up because it's, like, he's, like, famous. And they're, like, suddenly not talking about Scott. Scott doesn't even <laughs> exist. I'm like, what? <laughs> right. That's why I said. You were Chris- respecting Courtney's boundaries because you were never were respecting Courtney's boundaries. You just got a more famous person and it didn't work the narrative to have Scott around all the time. As soon as they saw, oh, Courtney can do better. Never mind. Uh, anyway, Scott, you want to go on a date or something? Like, what are you uh, looking for in a girl? <laughs> yeah, with Kylie, they can't do that with Kylie. Don't you want your family back? She's like, of course I do, but he's never around. He doesn't even like he doesn't me. Like me. <laughs> he doesn't fucking like me. What can I say? So that would be interesting. I, it, we'll never see it, but that would be interesting to see how they talk to Kylie about for Travis. Um, before we do Tyra Mail, my last point of the episode, I thought it was interesting that Kim and her friends took the boys to see Back to the Future, the musical. Like, I'm like, was there anything else you could have <laughs> saw? Didn't I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't either. Back to the Future never needed to be a musical. Yeah, there's the certain things. Let me tell you. Like, I need to hear a song from this. <laughs> The most dark-sided thing to ever be created was that Spongebob musical. (laughs) Spongebob, as a concept, makes sense for a musical. You got characters, bright colors, they sing songs. No, let's make them human. (laughs) What? Why are they human? Uh, Yeah, nothing about Spongebob have humans in it. Uh, They live in the ocean, they are yeah. sea creatures. Why the choice? They, it's not that they're actors playing sponges or sea stars. They're literally human versions of the characters, but they still live in the ocean. And then they pe- cast the scariest looking unsettling man ever to play SpongeBob, one of the most beloved characters who can make weird voices and be annoying because it's endearing. Not this scary looking man. In really way too tight pants. 
They're already pushing the envelope when they put uh, the land creature in a spacesuit underwater. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Oh, my God. It's the not squirrel. Dory. Uh, yeah, what is this? Sandy, squirrel? the squirrel. What's her name? Sandy. Sandy, thank you. But now we're made just making them people. But yeah, this the Back to the Future musical. I'm like, there was nothing else playing in town. Like, <laughs> I have to look at one of those songs. Like, what is it? Marty, get the flex capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> like that, those movies are like action movies. I don't know. I've, I've had a I've had a conflicted relationship with musicals. Generally, I find them cringe and annoying, but then Sometimes I'm cringe and annoying, and I like one or two or three. I have a couple, but like conceptually, they're a lot. So I can just see them back, back, certain, going back to the future. Certain back, back, going back to the future. Stories just uh, it doesn't fit the like. Can it be cringe and fun, or is it just cringe and unnecessary? <laughs> yeah, I feel like Back to the Future music is just cringe, like. My mom's has the hots for me, but she doesn't know I'm her son from the future. Back, back, Biff back wants to, to kill me. <laughs> Biff, here comes Biff, the toughest guy in town. I didn't do his homework right. Now he's going to kill me. Hello, McFly. I can't turn in my work in your handwriting. Like, what are these songs? And did the kids actually like it? Or did they fall asleep? Like, it's such an 80s movie. Like, I feel like I would enjoy Back to the All Future the musical. Like, what are they, what the fuck is a VHS? Like, <laughs> why don't they just text someone? Like, why are they? <laughs> yeah, just in the 80s, they're not going to get the references. Then, you, then they go back to the 50s. They're definitely not going to get those. Oh, references. my God. They, they probably lost them right when they went back to the 50s. And they're like... Uh, well, a soda shop. What's a soda they shop? I think like the 90s is olden days. Like, they oh, don't know for how, sure. Like analog phones work. Like <laughs> back in the day, some t- I I volunteer at basketball camp sometime. This 10 year old girl thought I was someone's grandma. I was like, Excuse me, <laughs> what are you talking about? How old do you think I am? She was like, How old are you? I said, I'm a young 37. And she's like, So you're 38? No. Bitch, I'm a I'm 37. Like, what are we this talking about? 37. Mind you, her grandma's 48. So I'm like, okay, I, I guess I there's some dynamics there. There's <laughs> some teen mom shit going on there. Um, but yeah, those kids, I couldn't imagine them being I mean, remotely in. First of all, have they even seen Back to the Future? Yeah, have they even seen Back to the Future? Yeah, like they they make Back to the Future seems like when you would make for like. <laughs> the Gen Xers and the Millennials that watched that movie, yes, bring nostalgia back that audience audience for the nostalgia pit. So Kim, it's really for Kim, but these are little <laughs> kids. Like I feel like seven year olds. They make plays for little kids, right? Like, the SpongeBob Paw money. Patrol wasn't playing or something. Yeah, Shit. Like, don't go to that one. <laughs> Can you imagine like Saint sitting there like, what the fuck is yeah, going on? Like if you've like, never seen around. Back to the Future and the first time you experience the story is on a musical, you're like, yeah. what in God's name in the is this dark, about? They're loud and like <laughs> screaming and you can't get up from your seat. Like these are kids who are used to like running around and having their iPad like at all times. And you want to sit in a dark ass theater with a bunch of like music theater majors screaming at them. <laughs> And they the can't have their story. iPads, they can't have snacks, they're like 
This is the worst. And the story <laughs> is bad on stage the wearing goddamn future. <laughs> Lion King wasn't playing. Like something yeah. there, a little form of Back to the Future, the musical. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Even Little Shop of Horrors probably would have been like a little bit more entertaining for them because you know you got that big Seymour yeah. thing. Like, feed me. Yeah. Back to the goddamn future. I saw this clip speaking of um little shop of horrors. Oh my God, are you gonna say what I think you're gonna say? The the there was like this clip of Constance. Oh, like, no! No, and it sounds so bad. It's so Corbin bad. Blue's like Corbin Blue's face is like, <laughs> I, I like, think you might have been Blue. surprised. Like Corbin Blue was in high school musical. Okay, we know For the sure. guy can sing and dance. I was like Constance Wu? I did not a- know. First of all, I want to say maybe she was like nervous because on TV early in the morning because some people were like, I've seen her live and it doesn't sound that bad. But to your point, I was watching a clip from The Masked Singer and the um, the one of the judges was like getting emotional because they're like, I think I know who that is. I I think it's my friend Constance Wu. And if it's not her, I just want her to know I'm thinking of her. And I'm like, sis, what the fuck does Constant Wu sing? Then, like you, I saw the clip and was like, oh, shit, she's in a musical as well? Like, and I get they do that to try to, like, pull in new audiences. But, like, Little Shop of Horrors is such a, like, cult classic that I'm like, eh, maybe we go with someone who's at least sung a little bit. (laughs) It has some experience on Broadway. I mean, it's such a random casting, her and Corbin Blue. I mean, I was like, like you're saying, it's very telling of like, we just need to pull an audience. Yeah. Because nothing about that makes sense. And I think, isn't Constance Wu married to my man? Oh, no, she's not. Who is, hold on a second, because I don't know anybody's name. Randall Pack. Who is he married to? What's her name? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, for some reason. I, oh, they were just in that show together, Fresh Off the oh, yeah, Boat. Yeah. That's what it was. When she was like, pissed they got another season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be on that shit anymore. And she had to delete her Twitter because of it. Because people were like, yeah. you're ungrateful. Asians don't get roles like this. And she like had to delete her Twitter, but then she came back to like the red table and put out a book. I don't think anybody bought that because I'm like, girl, you can't put a book out based on like a little Twitter mishap you had. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh my God, Constance, this is your note. This is your note. Find the note. It was, it was rough. Sorry, Constance. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Tyra Mill. Tyra Mill. <laughs> Tyra Mail. The future, do Tyra Mail. Back to the future, Tyra Mail. Lin-Manuel Miranda probably should do the music for Back to the Future. It probably wouldn't dope. Yeah. That's the only accept- thing I'll accept from Back to the Future. Written, music composed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Now you well, have see, And attention. this is a great example. Lin-Manuel, as a person, is living cringe. Yeah. And irritating on all levels. But the man can write a catchy song. Yes. So just let him do that. Um, hopefully, maybe the musical will make its way to the States. So we can go see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's called Conspiracy Theory with a K. Hello, ladies. I'm so happy that this new season comes, new episode of the pod, mostly because I finally gave up and haven't been watching the episode. I did want to write in with something else that's been on my mind. And I thought of, again, after seeing all the birthday posts for Kim, my conspiracy theory is, and hear me out, that Tatum is Kim's biological child. 
Tatum is Chloe's son, by the way. This is, it was her, her egg and Tristan's sperm that were used. Ooh, that's a good theory. I know it sounds crazy, but hear my logic. Upon seeing, upon first seeing Tatum, it was immediately clear that he was a Kardashian, something that Chloe is obviously not. So it got me thinking about whose egg could actually be used for that baby. It had to be a Kardashian, given how that baby is so Rob's twin. So I was between Courtney. So it was between Courtney and Kim. Given Courtney's struggle with IVF and egg retrievals, hoping for a child of her own, I don't think it was her egg. Kim, on the other hand, had no trouble that she talked about getting an egg, even if she had trouble getting pregnant. Uh, this led me to believe that of the two Kardashian sisters, it's Kim's egg. There's also Kim's obsession with Tatum. She's clearly very close to him as she always, for, she's always photographed with him. Courtney Larry doesn't care. I also think that could be the reason that Kim is more obsessed with Tatum than she's been before. Not only, yeah, not only did she, Oh, oh, thank you. Kim is more obsessed with Tristan than she's been before. Not only does she have some strange need to apologize for him as Chloe's baby daddy, but in some strange sen sense that he's hers. Anyway, maybe ridiculous, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Keep doing what you're doing. Junior of college is beating my ass and the pod gets me through. Thanks for everything. You're doing amazing. Sweeties, Anon. That, that is a theory I absolutely think is plausible i i don't think anything is too bizarre for this family to be honest and i'm not usually a conspiracy theorist but when it comes to what how calculated this family can be and optics absolutely because i was like trying to wrap my brain around it i was like there's no way tatum looks that much like the other kardashians and dream doesn't like at all is that their other kid? I can't even remember anymore. Rob's no. kid's True. dream. True. Oh, okay. True. Sorry. <laughs> Get their names all mixed up. True looks exactly like Tristan. Yeah. But and so yeah. does Prince. Tatum looks so strongly like there's Kardashian in there. And like, I always hate telling telling Chloe that Robert's not a real dad, but Robert's not your real dad. Or, or biological dad. He was very much a real dad. Uh so I was like trying to wrap my brain around it. So I was like, because obviously it couldn't have been Robert's, Rob Jr. sperm, because that's like incest. It wouldn't work. Uh, and I was like, but how, how, that's a theory I hadn't even thought of. And it also seems totally plausible for Kim to be the type to be like, say Chloe's, Chloe thought she had a viable egg and then it didn't hmm. work. And they were kind of panicking because she wanted it done in a timely matter or something like that. Like, I don't know, was freaking out. And so Kim was like, I'll do it. Cause now, now again, Kim has inserted herself so much into her and Tristan's like deal. Yeah. I'm like that, that honestly is, it, I think it checks out. It might explain too. I mean, if we're just going to theorize how Chloe was like, I'm not connected to the baby. You know what I mean? Cause even That's when people do certain yeah, even people do surrogate. When the baby comes out, you're like, oh, this is my fucking kid. Like, it looks just like like Chicago and Kim. Now, Sam, well, Chicago and Sam looked a little different than North and Saint. But that kind of happens in fours. Like, two will look more yeah. like. But usually the kid comes out and you're immediately like, oh, this is my fucking kid. Like, he has my same nose. Blah, blah, blah. That could lend to, even if it wasn't Kim's egg, somebody else's egg, that could lend to, like, Chloe was like, I'm having a hard time connecting to this stranger. <laughs> yeah. 
that that's a good theory too. And also maybe why Chloe doesn't post that many pictures of him. Cause you know how people, even people have people treat her like, Oh, yeah. you look so different than the rest of them. Da, 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 da. Yeah. She was like all about being a boy mom. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah. I mean, that, that's sinister. And I'm sorry to moms out there. If that sounds like we're being like really judgmental, but. What's that boy mom that like treats the the boy like their boyfriend and not yeah. like the son? And where you're like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, hopefully it was all normal. Although at this time, Tristan was uh, getting another lady pregnant, so nothing's normal about it. But yeah, hopefully they all oh. live happily ever after and the kids grow up okay. But if we're gonna put on a forensic cats for the sake of this podcast, I think that theory could check out. The only hole in that theory, which is not a big one because they, they've known the lie to us, is that Kim had said she has no more eggs left. I don't know how eggs work, which is sad because I'm a woman. I feel like you're born with all the eggs you're going to have is what I've I've heard. Yeah, and then they, like, get die off. Die. I don't know. It's <laughs> sad. Uh, my I friend was what... telling me about it the other day because she's been doing egg retrieval. And she's like, you should really do it in case you change your mind. I was like, I, I don't think I'm change my mind you know and i don't have that much money and if i do change my mind which i'm not going to i'll just adopt <laughs> yeah i feel like for me i kind of just put it in god the universe whoever you want to call it hands like if it happens if it'll happen if not then whatever but i i like you i'm not paying money to do ivf and also my body is so fragile to hormones and shit. Like I couldn't even imagine. Like I couldn't even handle birth control. I can imagine doing IVF. Like well, how that would that's riddle me. That's us. Like in, yeah. individually. Like individually. Yeah. Everybody makes everybody is allowed to have completely different feelings about this. So. Absolutely. But yeah, for me, that's what floats your boat. Go for it. Yeah, but it's just not my calling. <laughs> it's not my yeah. ministry. I know that. Um. <laughs> So the next one is Jay-Z and Beyonce. Ladies, I'm a lifelong Beyonce fan and have been shocked to my core that you think Beyonce and Jay-Z might have started out or as a PR relationship. Explain, please. Sorry, that was literally why I wrote my previous email and then got sidetracked with telling you once again how obsessed I am with this show. And I would pause on my emails. Love your Aussie fan, Maddie. Oh, she wrote another email. Yeah. So I'll just say, and then I'll let you go. When we were a lot younger, because the internet wasn't as prevalent as it is now, so it's, the PR relationship was, it's, it, you can get away with the PR way easier. But basically, the reason why I think Jay Z and Beyonce are a PR relationship is first of all, they were put together to make music. And yeah. then, song together. Yeah, and then they dated. Usually, that doesn't really work out. Even Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey didn't really do music together until after they were married or after they were in a relationship, and it didn't work. Like, they, that didn't work. Um, also there's an extreme, which we don't talk about, which I don't know how no one talks about this, maybe because we just love Beyonce so much, but there is an extreme age difference between yeah. Jay-Z and Beyonce. <laughs> he met her when she was really young. Yeah, there's a yeah, and their relationship has always been business. Like it's always been, it's clear that we are a power couple, the brand is the couple. Yeah. Like they, they well, not saying go ahead. launching her solo career around yeah. this time. So like I, and then again, this I always say this about the PR relationship thing. It can be more than just the PR. 
if anything, that should be the goal of a good PAR relationship is it's two people who might also like each other. Yeah, exactly. It would be best if you put two people together that will both benefit from the PR of the relationship and they also like each other. Like that's the perfect scenario. That's the ideal scenario. Then there's other scenarios like Kim wanting to rebound after Kanye and dating Pete for a little while to get the streets talking. That's a different type of PR relationship. But like there's these two parties of people. Jay-Z's getting like older and maybe trying to stay relevant. Beyonce's just broken out as a solo artist and trying to get to a higher level of like awareness. Yeah, they're probably like, yeah, that would work. There was probably some interest from each other's, you know, each party. And then their people go, yes, this is like financially viable. Yeah, so exactly. It doesn't mean their relationship was built on made Fakery. up. Yeah. It just, I'm sure it was looked at as. Is this, you know, how will this benefit both parties? Exactly. Like, oh, you guys want to date? Well, on top of that, we can really use this to our advantage. It's, but well, before I go into my next point, Beyonce told Seventeen she met Jay-Z when she was 18, which if you know anything, 18 is the magic number everyone says to make things sound legal. Like, yeah, yeah we met when I was 18. And then they started dating a year and a half later when she was 19. Now, Jay-Z is 12 years older than her. So... Take that with what you will. But also right now, I think it's more PR than it's like wait, uh, Jada and Will. I think their relationship now is more PR and business versus like a romantic. We're so in love. It's just more like we've been doing this thing forever. We've got kids. We're the brand. So I wouldn't be surprised if Beyonce turned 50 and then finally was like, let's stop the charades. Like, (laughs) You're out here fucking around on me. I'm at home miserable every day. Like, let's just end I've this never already. dated anyone else. Like, get me out of this. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really need to sell any more concerts or albums at this point. Kind of like what Will, Will and Jade are kind of doing. They're like, all right, we've made an, all the money we're probably going to make as a couple. People are officially annoyed with us and the, the, the jig is up. So let's just tell people what's been really going on. Now they're like, we're going to write a book together. And everyone's like, please, no. No, we don't need it. No like, more. We've heard enough. I've like, what is there left to tell us? Well, and I hate to say this because even with like the Oscar slab, that was like everyone was talking about that. But they just feel of a an era of Hollywood that has passed. Yeah. Like they don't really feel relevant. And like even the Beckham's like they, they when they were in like their height of their like power coupleness was in a different era, but they're in a new era now where it's like she's a very prominent fashion designer. He just bought a soccer club. Their kids get talked about. Like it just, yeah, it feels like the Smiths kind of like missed the boat a little bit. Yeah, even with the- Willow and Jaden like doing their own projects, there even that's like. It just feels like it's not quite on like the the main the A list. It's like in a different list. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not D list, but it's like it's almost indie <laughs> underground, <laughs> like which is crazy because they come from such a famous family, but it doesn't feel mainstream at all. Yeah. Like I have a friend who I like uh, she was telling me like, oh yeah, Willow is going to be performing somewhere, and I was like, really? Why? Like I don't. <laughs> 
Does she, she does have something? Have like a, a new song out that's pretty good. But yeah, it's like is it, it new though? I feel like voices of like Jaden and Willow choosing to be a little bit more alternative. Yeah. But like I feel like Will and Jada feel like an older era of Hollywood when it was like cover of Us Weekly, like you know, two thousand to two thousand ten. Yeah, you know? like I'm dropping a bombshell, and it's like, yeah. well, it's not really. Everyone a bombshell. was like joining Scientology, <laughs> like yeah. that was like a different time, and like, and then me, you know, same with Britney Spears, but the Britney Spears memoir we're interested in. Because she was literally <laughs> kept under a conservatorship and like hasn't like we want to know what she has to say because we haven't heard her get to say. We haven't heard from her. Say. But we hear and from I'm, Will and Jada quite yeah, often. I don't need day. her to be like <laughs> launching a new tour. We she just deserves her opportunity to talk. And not, that's not to say that Will and Jada don't deserve their opportunity to talk. But yeah, it feels like yeah, well, I feel like there's yeah, their stories are, are getting repetitive because yeah. like, I feel like they had the red table talk to tell their whatever, yeah. but now they are putting out books where it's like, okay, this is the same stories. Yeah. Like, yeah, we already know Jada used to like sell drugs in Baltimore. We know you were friends with Tupac. Like we know that when you and Will slept together, you knew you were pregnant. Like there, there's no new stories to your point. It's the things we've already heard them tell us over and over again. So we're kind of like, what else is there to say? We've heard it all, right? I definitely feel bad for like the, the accurate criticism that like people shit on like Jada, like Will is a victim when he also did a book. I'm like, no, no, no. I think they're both cringy Equally, right yeah. now. I think yeah. they're both. I, as an outside observer, I, if it works for their family, great, whatever. But their relationship feels like it's not what they say it is. And if that works for them, great. Like we don't need to know about it. If it's if if you're if you're both in agreement, I don't think will. I, like the memes are funny. Like no, I don't think Jada is holding Will against his will. He very happily is gonna stay with that lady forever. <laughs> Well, they're both profiting off of these moments. Like, we can't, like, Will is just, like, not seeing a check or he's not reaping some type of benefit. Because he's even playing along. Like, he posted something. Yeah. And just, I like, leave he, us alone, please. He never won an Oscar. So now he's got to make a career pivot. <laughs> he's got to go to, like, YouTube. He's got to be, like, just Jada's agent now. Like, that's fine. <laughs> that works for him. Like, but, yeah, it's, like, them joking about oh, now we should write a book. We're like, no, 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 no more books. <laughs> also, going speaking of agent, going back to Beyonce and Jay-Z, another interesting dynamic about their relationship is when Jay-Z became Beyonce's manager. Yep. Remember that? Like, kicked the dad out and was like, yeah, she's mine now. Yeah. Like, again, we love Beyonce, Jay-Z, yeah, whatever. We take or leave him. But that relationship, if if we would have formed now in social media times, it wouldn't stand a fucking chance. Like, it had bought so, like studied and dissected and all the all the things well i feel like it it also there's something to be said they seem like they like each other a lot good for them but there's something to be said of you know beyonce was very carefully handled by her dad up until that point Mm -hmm. and she probably didn't date anybody if if not like just a couple like short-term like probably hooked up with a few people yeah she had not had like a substantial relationship by the time yeah and then jay-z is like older than her and a business person and like helping manage her career she said like in a speech that like he taught her how to be a woman like she's probably has like a lot more like 
romanticized view of him because it's literally all she's ever known. Yeah. So, like, he basically was, like, 31 when she was 19. And mind you, they claimed to have met at 18. We could probably bump that back, like, maybe to 16. Yeah, they ran into each other before that. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah. like video evidence that they ran in similar circles like yeah exactly he and he, had to remember, he was like he could have yeah. been like eyeing her waiting for the day that he was released from Matthew you know and was like I can make you a star put me on crazy in love yeah uh, and also remember Jay-Z he likes a famous girl he was I think at one point trying to get out of Leah he was dating Blue Contrell at one point. Um, I think he might have been doing something with Foxy. I can't he's, a, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Man. So he's always <laughs> thinking. And like even Celine Dion said, and like she was the same thing. She like loved her man down. Renee. But Renee. He has Renee. said over the years since his passing that like the nature of how they met was mm-hmm. probably not healthy. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. It's oh, that's that is, and they made a lifetime fucking movie out of that. And I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. And she she said she's like, you know, probably, I probably missed out on a lot of like personal growth because I was so young and like he mm-hmm. was managing my career. Like that, you know, looking back, it maybe wasn't you know the the healthiest start to a relationship. But they stayed together. They made their kids. Like I said, she loved him down. Oh my god, she was all also, about it. <laughs> She was like, he's the only guy she ever been with. So whatever. Yeah. So I mean, it's all in perspective and how you choose to look at it. If you think this is a fairy tale story, so be it. Other people, maybe therapists, might say there's some psychological <laughs> damage that has been done She's here. But you know, if you're still in it and it works for you, like, not to mention you're with this guy who's 12 years older with you that courted you probably while you were a teen, and now he has the nerve to fucking cheat on you. And now you got to make a whole Lemonade album about it. I don't know. Lastly, Kim has launched Skims for Men. And she didn't use Tristan in the campaign. Thank God. Don't fucking try it. You know she wanted to. She fucking wanted to. Emma, who actually cares about their finances, was like, no. (laughs) Girl, have you seen the reviews from the show? to uphold, like... She's probably like, let me pull up some tweets for you. Just seeing him on the show, the visceral response, everyone's. Can you imagine throw him in the campaign? Literally no one is rooting for Tristan. Not a soul. Not a single one of us. Also, too, I want to say for the Skims men to go all the way up to 5X and for Rob Kardashian to not be modeling a single thing. I mean, criminal. I think it was smart to launch with, like, three, like, prominent athletes in their attractive and like yeah. do the angle of like they need their like athletic underwear or whatever but <laughs> they've already gotten pushed back that it's like skim's whole thing is like size inclusivity yeah. and like the concept of skims is shapewear so like why are these like men with zero percent body fat but it's like it's the first campaign professional they have athletes yeah. to do the right thing uh but it was funny because a bunch of people were like Oh my God! Who's like this really hot white guy? And I, I, I like, the internet is fast and swift because I was like, "Who's that? He's he, like he's good looking. I've never seen that guy before." <laughs> Immediately, I was like, I looked at him up. Oh, he's a 49er. Okay, I'll ask Kelsey about him. She's like, "No." She's like, "He's a tr- major Trumper, and he's yeah. pretty dumb." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> video of him going around being interviewed and. He's talking about how shitty Beyonce's music is. 
like he's like obsessed with Trump, not just like they found a MAGA hat in his locker room. Like he's like loud and proud. <laughs> yeah, Trump like congratulated when he got drafted. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I would die. He hates he Colin Kaepernick. He hates Black Lives Matter. Like I was like, ew, gross, gross. Why, God? But Somebody yeah, and. Somebody on Twitter was saying that, like, they notice he doesn't, like, tackle the white yeah. people on the field. <laughs> yeah, like he's terrified of when he has to play against Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's, 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 hurt, he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, he's fine as hell, but yeah, problematic as fuck, so. Rocks for brains. Not even rocks for like, bad demons for brains. Yeah, he's pretty gross. But yeah, Skim's... You have the opportunity to do something brave and put thickums in a campaign uh, for skims for men. Scott. Scott's like, I'm fat now. Like, put Scott will do it. Oh yeah, Scott too is is gotten a little thick. Put him in it. Put him in yeah. some fucking compression leggings and let's see it. <laughs> I mean, there's a huge market. Like already, like I I know in the gay world, like. I have my guy friends wear will wear like shapewear or like girdles. There's already a market there, but let's normal. Here's another idea, Kim. You think that you're an innovator, you're not. But anyways, shapewear for straight guys. Like you straight guys, do you want to wear a compression under tank? Great. Here. What's funny is there's no shape wear. Like the compression stuff is for athletic wear, but it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, there's no real sh- it's like tank tops, boxers, briefs, and socks. Uh, but yeah, I think it'd be interesting if they did make, maybe they did the research and it, it yeah. doesn't sell like that. Like men are like, because, and honestly too, I, I thought it was brave to do a men's line. I obviously they have nothing to lose because they do so well on the women's side, but men just aren't like that. They're not like, I need some fucking shapewear or I need these yeah. boxer briefs. They like will throw on a pair of Hanes and call it a fucking day. Like they're not really going that deep in to find I mean, a certain pair of boxer briefs. Their idea though, of like. If their tar- their target audience of women see these like hot guys wearing them, and if those women can buy them for their husbands, right, or their friends, that's if that's their angle. Yes, that's probably a good market. Like guys will wear underwear until it's like falling off their. Exactly, body. that was my point. So, yes, <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Especially straight men. Let's be clear. Yeah. Straight men are like the gay men audience. I have a different perspective on the skin. Yeah, underwear. straight like, men are like whatever. Straight guys, yeah, <laughs> I've had these since high school. It's fine. Yeah. But even so, like the women that will buy stuff for their men, they might wear it. They might not. Like. My dad, if my mom buys him something, he's real particular. Like, are these Hanes? Like, even the athletic wear. My dad will only wear Nike. Like, is this Nike? Like, and have, like, it's a, like, I don't know, 30 pairs of the same yes. black <laughs> Calvin Klein boxer brief thingies. And I tried to order them more for Christmas and, like, could not find the same one. So I ordered, like, a different brand. And he's, like, never wears them. <laughs> yeah. that And that's, that's so real. Like, you could buy it for your man, but if it's not, like, what your man is used to, he's not going to really fuck with it. Maybe one day he'll get brave and be like, oh, wait, these are not as bad. But just men aren't as dynamic and and consuming as women are. And that's why they don't really market to women in that way, especially not with like fashion, quote unquote, or underwear or whatever we call this menswear. Um, But I just, you know, they have nothing to lose at this point. So even if they produce like a little bit, they can easily say, we sold out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all, all the people who already buy their stuff, buy them for a boyfriend or something, then mm-hmm. they can say it was a success. 
Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, that's the show. If you have Tyra Mail, send it to Say Bible Podcast at hmm, Say Bible Podcast at gmail.com. Say V I B L E Podcast at gmail.com and we'll read it. Um, watch Golden Bachelor this week. It's good. It's going to get good. Um, anything else we have to say? I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Back to the future. Stay up, everybody. Stay sane. Don't. Let your mind get melted by celebrities being weird on the internet. Yes. Ooh, Jesus, yes. Not just celebrities. Everybody is being weird Every, on the internet right now. Every single person is going Keep through your it. <laughs> Keep your foot on the ground. Social media also is not real, by the way. There's a whole world out here. Go yeah. experience it. Well, We were talking about this last week, too. It's like, usually when the internet's being insane, it's very binary. Like, two sides yelling at each other. And you would think in the global uh, issues going on, it it seems two-sided. But it it's in the takes that are happening, they're all over the place. <laughs> they're all over. You don't know what. People are all like, over the place. There's 10 sides to take at this point. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and everyone's telling everyone that they're wrong. Exactly. That's it. when I, I, anyway, I'm not getting into it. You're right. You're absolutely right. All righty. <laughs> well, <laughs> Have Give a good whatever. Grace, everybody. <laughs> exactly. Bye. Send, remember, you don't have to. <laughs> I like that. We can put that on a t-shirt before you hit yeah. send. Remember, you don't have to. New merch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye.